tonight from historic Wilman Field in Owasso, Michigan, as the Trojans will take on the Goodrich Martians in a week three, Friday the 13th, Flint Metro League matchup. We're coming to you coast to coast live on Z92.5, Z92.5.com, and TuneIn Radio, and also on 3-Point Podcast at 3-Point Pod. The opening kickoff and start of tonight's game is right around the corner, but first take a close listen to my partner, Bart Matthews, and our starting line of Z92.5 team members. Well, thank you very much, Ted, and big thanks going out to our sponsors, Aldermans and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture and Mattress, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, the Schluck Beer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors, Signature Ford in Owasso, Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Well, the team is on the field. The Owasso Trojans just broke through the banner. The band is also out there, and we're going to give you our pregame presentation here, brought to you by Sportsnet Michigan and Three Point Podcast. But first, Take a listen to this from our friends at Sports Scene. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Every Friday night, the drive of the game is brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac, Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And, of course, the player of the game tonight brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Hey, there's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. Right now, Cub Cadet's complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers are in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have the competition on the run with great features and great prices. Aldermans on M13 and Lennon is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Online at aldermans.com. 
Well, the Trojans last week on the road in the Dragon Den, a heartbreaking loss for the Trojans as the Dragons scored a TD with 20 seconds left and decided to go for the two and the win. The gamble paid off as the Creekers converted and sent OHS home with a gut-wrenching loss. That final, Swartz Creek 22, Owasso 21 in Flint Metro League action. Just as far as what Coach Devin Pringle said, it's the best game the Trojans have played in his three-year tenure here. Yeah, they played Swartz Creek tight, and I believe Swartz Creek was a playoff team last year. Yeah. So, well, the Trojans took a seven-point lead in that contest with just about two minutes left as Brett Hudacek scored on a sneak. But the critical two-point try failed, giving the Dragons their chance. Colton Blah had an 18-yard TD run in the first quarter, and Taylor Lamro a 19-yard touchdown run and a two-point catch. Colton Blaha led the defense with eight tackles. Goodrich, on the other hand, always a very strong program for their head coach, Tom Allward. i got a couple of interesting facts I'm going to pass along during the game about Coach Allward. But they defeated Linden 12-7. to The Martians bounced back from their tough one-point loss to Flint Powers in Week 1. The difference was Goodrich. Two TDs in the third quarter, both scores four-yard runs by Jawan Vines and Aiden Rubio, the quarterback, respectively. So that'll kind of set the stage for you. Owasso, uh, or actually Goodrich won the toss, elected to defer, so they will kick off to the Trojans. Owasso will defend the goal to our left, which is the north end zone. Up front for Owasso, the uh, tackles will be Lonnie Hewitt and Dom Patterson, the guards Ted Hunt, Gideon Millar, and Parker Hessen will be snapping the ball for Owasso. That left end will be Keegan Potter, right end, Brannix Pecos. Uh, the two running backs, Colton Blaha and Brett Hudacek, starting there, but he'll also see some quarterback action. Also at a halfback, Taylor Lamro. Hunter Blaha, the six foot one, 200-pound senior, will get the starting nod at quarterback. Here is the kick. Riley Moore with a boot, low-line driver. Fielded by one of the Trojan up guys. Brings it up across the 25 to the 30. All the way up to about the 35. Colton Blaha picked it up off the turf. Nice little return straight up the middle. Defensively for Goodrich, Evan Williams and Jacob McLeod will start at the ends. Tim Brozo and Kevin Patterson, interior linemen. Joey Powers, Juwan Vines, and Tucker Reichel will be the linebackers. And in that umbrella secondary, the corners, Gabe Gage Ashley and Tyson Davis. Davis and Navy are going to be hearing a lot on offense tonight. Jacoby Brandon and Luke Robinson are the safeties. Trojans in that not fancy double tight T formation. Hunter Blaha looking over that line of scrimmage. Everybody packed in for Goodrich. It's a fullback dive stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Kevin Patterson, the 200-pound senior interior tackle, along with Brozo in on the hit. Juwan Vines also coming up to bring him down. We'll give them almost two yards on that try. We're not going to see much fancy from Devin Pringle in this offense, Barb. Yeah, a lot of dives, kind of a, a power play type of offense. Definitely going to be one in the trenches. Things, if it goes their way, they'll have ball control and use a lot of the clock. Unfortunately, they haven't had a chance to do a lot of that in the last couple of years. Big game last week. They're hoping to build on that momentum, even though it was a loss. Quick pitch in the backfield. It goes to Taylor Lamerell trying to get around the right, or the left end, rather, and maybe gets to the line of scrimmage. First one there was Joey Powers for the Martians, the 5'10", 180-pound junior, coming up from his outside linebacking position. Just a spectacular evening here at Wilman Field in Owasso. 
Love doing games from here, partner. Yeah, this is especially this time of year. You know, even despite all the rain we had the last couple of days, the field's in great shape. There's no wind at all tonight, so an even feet. Even playing field for both teams. Owasso now sends a flanker to the right. Going left to right as they're wearing the all-navy blue uniforms. Fullback dive up the middle. It's a first down and more wow. at midfield. The 40, 35, 30. All the way down the sideline to the 20-yard line goes Colton Blaha. Finally, a touchdown-saving tackle by Tyson Davis. And how about that? Just a straight dive, you know, on a little spin move by the quarterback. But Colton Blaha, both hands on the ball. Pretty good speed. I mean, nice setup, changing the formation a little bit right there, and a little bit of a uh, draw play, and uh, just enough trickery to gain a uh, huge amount of yards right there. They'll mark the ball at the 21-yard line of 43 Goodrich. 43 for Blaha. Just underway here from Owasso. Owasso and Goodrich, Flint Metro League action. A little shake-up in that league from a year ago. T formation, double tights for Owasso. Power play, now the quarterback keeps it himself, and he takes a pop. That was Hunter Blaha running right into one of the linebackers there. I think that was actually 23 coming up. Joe Powers in on that hit. Also number 17, Evan Williams, the six foot five defensive end on that right side of the field. No yeah. game. Yeah, big play on some, a uh, little bit of deception on the last play, but this one here didn't fool anybody. Yeah, that was old Green Bay Packer run to daylight, power play football, but it didn't work. Second down in 10, Owasso. Scoreless tie here early. T formation, double tight ends for the Trojans. Second down in 10 from the 21-yard line of Goodrich. Hunter Blaha looking over the line of scrimmage. Again, he hands it off to his brother up the middle. A little spin move by the fullback, Colton Blaha. And he takes it across the 15 to about the 14. I think the Blaha boys are going to be a key factor in this yeah. game tonight, one way or the other, if the Trojans stay in it to the end. And that really is the hope for Devin Pringle and his staff. Stay there. You know, try to stay even with these guys. Keep Goodrich away from the ball because they are dangerous offensively. And if you can keep it close, you never know what happens in a high school game. Well, I mean, we've been seeing this since they were sophomores. I think everybody knew that by their senior year, you're going to see something special out of both these kids. And what are they again? You call them, are they Irish well, twins? Well, they're Irish twins. They're not exactly identical twins. I think they're... About nine months apart, right? Uh, a little bit more than nine months, but yeah, yep, exactly. All right. So a lot of people confuse them and think they are twins, but in the same class. Uh-oh, ball's on the oh. floor. And finally, Taylor Lamerell ball on the floor on the field. Taylor Lamerell falls on it there for the Trojans. So first mix up there by Owasso. It's a fumble, but not a turnover. A yeah, nice heads up play by Lamerell. Could have been a crushing blow to this awesome drive by the Trojans. So now it is fourth down and two. No indication at all of sending Jaffrey out there, the kicker. Good move here would be to try and draw him offside possibly. Yeah. They're going to go to the, looks like, uh, no, they're going to send Hudacek in at quarterback. And Tom Allward calls timeout. So a timeout on the field, just under eight minutes to go in the first. No score here, Owasso and Goodrich. Cadwallader, Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Hey, you always get the best at Beck's Trailer Superstore. 
the nation's largest trailer dealer with over 1,500 acres. You won't find a better selection anywhere. Whether looking for an open or enclosed trailer for work or play, you'll find the perfect trailer at Beck's. Flexible financing options through several national and local lenders, offering the most competitive rates and payment from only $69 a month with approved credit. For the best selection of quality trailers at unbeatable prices, call 888-SAY-BEX or visit Beckstrailerstore.com. Brett Hudacek takes the snap, hands it off to Blaha, who takes it into the end zone. Fourth and two from the 13-yard line, and the Trojans are on the board. Colton Blaha takes it in, just a quick trap play up the middle, and the Trojans on the board first. You know, it's funny, Ted, when I uh, was looking at this roster, uh, it didn't, Owasso's line isn't necessarily huge for this kind of football, but, man, they've been having tremendous surges this entire drive. Yeah, doing a good job early on here, and Blaha showing some great running ability there to take it up the middle. Here comes the PAT attempt. Noah Jaffrey, Ted Hunt, good snap. Blaha puts it down. The kick is up and good. So 7 nothing. Owasso leads it here on Z92.5. So offensively for Goodrich, they'll have a couple of big hosses at the tackle positions. Grant O'Brien will be on the left side, a 6'5", 300-pound sophomore. On the other side, Danny Green, 6'4", 295. The guards, Tarek Alshamari will be one guard, and Kevin Patterson, the other side guard at 200 pounds. Tim Brozo, 210 senior, will snap it. Tyson Davis, the dangerous one, being recruited by most of the MAC schools. He's a 5'10", 165-pound junior speedster. He'll man one wide receiver position along with Jacoby Brandon on the other side. The slot man will be Nolan Robb. The uh, running backs will be Tucker Reichel and Jawan Vines. And quarterbacking will be 6'6", 180-pound junior Aiden Rubio. Up front for Owasso defensively will be Gideon Millar and Kristen Keyes at the ends. Inside tackles Ted Hunt and Don Patterson. The three linebackers, actually four linebackers, Colton Blaha and Brand, Brandix Pecos will be the outside backers. Brett Hudacek and Elijah Voss will be interior linebackers. And the three secondary men, Hunter Blaha, Noah Kreitz, and Taylor Lamro. Here's the kickoff. Davis has it at the 15, 25, 30. Dancing past another guy, 35, 40. And then brings it up to about the 42-yard line. So it'll be good, Rich, in pretty good position here. Now we already saw just a little bit of the brilliance of Dyson Davis right there. Wow. Yeah, I would say a good uh, description would be elusive, maybe. Yeah, man, it's not just speed, obviously. I mean, he's got some moves out there. He's got some dance moves, man. Yeah, he did. So it'll be first and ten, the Goodrich Martians. And no, the Martians does not come from the planet Mars. It comes from Greek mythology, I believe, right? Oh, really? Yeah. Like the warriors that worship the god Mars or something? Absolutely. No kidding. Yep. Well, they used to have Marvin the Martian as their logo, though. <laughs> That's right. I remember that. I think they still do. Here is Rubio flushed out of the pocket. Nice open field tackle there by the Trojans. That was number six on the tackle. Kristen Keys. Great coverage right there by that Owasso secondary. Yeah, Rubio nowhere to throw it and uh, really nowhere to run either. So right now, early on, you know, it looks like this could be a pretty interesting matchup. You know, we've seen things unravel before, but hey, Trojans draw first blood, leading it seven to nothing, converting on a fourth down and two for a TD. 
Goodrich will split the field right to left. They're going. A shotgun step to Rubio. He rolls to his right. Will pass oh. out incomplete. I think it was deflected over there again by Keys dropping back into coverage. Or no, that might have been number eight or nine, maybe Colt Blaha to knock it away. Yeah, I think that was Blaha. I think you're right. And Rubio with a lot of time on that one may have been uh, able to actually turn that corner and run for six or seven yards. Uh, a little bit more reward to throw that, but a little deflection by Owasso. A couple of real nice defensive plays by the Trojans. Third and nine coming up here for Goodrich. They have the ball at their own 45-yard line. Trailing Owasso, 7-zip. 6.56 on the digital scoreboard to our right. Ruby out of the shotgun, rolls to his right. Has some time, throws one downfield. Has a man wide open, caught. Caught by Matt Warren on the far sideline and finally pushed out of bounds inside the 20 at about the 17-yard line. And right there that time, Rubio had forever to throw. And that's just unfair for the defensive backs to try to stay with these skilled players for Goodrich that long. Yeah, you can't get that kind of coverage unless you're grabbing the guy. So first and 10 inside the red zone. No sponsorship for the Red Zone on this radio station. We give our sponsors full coverage during our breaks. That's right. We don't play around with any gimmicks. So it'll be uh, Rubio. Send the man's in motion this way. Look, counter play handed off inside. It goes to Juwan Vines. He breaks across the 10-yard line to about the 5, and it'll be first and goal coming up for Goodrich. And Vines had about... Uh, Seven of those 12 yards before he was even anywhere near a blue shirt. Noah Kreitz. Great hole right there from uh, from Goodrich. Noah Kreitz with a touchdown-saving tackle. So first and goal, ball at the four. Goodrich wearing the white jerseys, the gold pants, and the blue helmets going right to left. Rubio takes a step, hands it off to his running back. This time finds, and he's gang-tackled. A loss of a couple, I think, on that one. Dom Patterson, Teddy Hunt. Gideon Millar all in in that tackle along with Elijah Voss. Yeah, I think Hunt was there first to make that initial stop, and he just stuffed him. And from there, really nothing that he was able to do. Is that Tucker? Yep. Nearing the or no, that was Vines. That was Vines. Nearing the midway point here of the first quarter, seven nothing Owasso, but Goodrich threatening, trying to knock it into the goal to our left, which is the north end zone here at historic Wilman Field. They'll send three wideouts here on this side. One on the other side. They're looking left. Rubio throws one up to Davis. He catches it, and he is hit immediately. Big-time play there by the Trojan cornerback. That was Colton Blaha. He's an athlete. I think it was Colton. One of the Blaha twins, a tremendous wrestler. I thought it was Colton, but don't quote me on that. But I know that was a big-time wrestling move right there to bring down Davis. It was almost like he was shooting the half on that one. Yeah, it was a takedown. About a six-yard loss. All the way back to the 11-yard line. So it'll be third down and goal from the 11. Big play here for Coach Tom Allward and his staff. Boy, he's seen a lot of football in his time over 40 years, coaching at a variety of levels in schools. Here's Rubio, rolls out to his right. Throws it to the corner of the end zone on the right side. It's caught. Hauled in that time. That was Jacoby Brandon on the reception. So 11-yard pass for the TD. And I'll tell you what, all the credit in the world has to go out to Tim Brozo, if you want to call it a block. 
Uh, that's, I guess, what he was doing, and uh, giving the quarterback, Rubio, all kinds of time right in front of the ref. I don't know. It looked to me like a little bit of a hold. It was close. They'll attempt the PAT now. It'll be Riley Moore out of the hold of Milo Dasici. And the kick is up and good, so we're all tied up at seven. For a limited time, stop into one of Fast Eddie's six locations and purchase their unlimited monthly wa uh, wash car membership. And wash your vehicle every day for the low price of $19.95. Fast Eddie's offers oil changes at great affordable prices and preventative maintenance like transmission and coolant flushes, fuel filter, air filter, wiper blades, headlight replacement, and much more. See your local Fast Eddie's car wash and oil change center for great fall savings, their quality products and services. Fast Eddie's a name you can trust. Hey, when Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round, and they're licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured, Farrell's tree trimming and removal. Morris on top of Burton Atherton, 8 nothing in eight-man football. Jamin Medlock, a one-yard TD run with Blake Munger's PAT as St. John's takes a 7 nothing lead over the Lansing Eastern Quakers. That one about 4.35 to go in the first quarter. We'll try to keep you up to date on as many scores as we can tonight. The score here from Wilman Field, 7-7, Goodrich and Owasso Flint Metro League action coming to you here live on Z92.5 tonight. Here's the approach, the kick, high, deep one. Going to go into the end zone and on the touchback, Owasso will have it at the 20-yard line. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. Proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. You're listening to this Head Knocking Affair on WJSZ. Ashley Owasso, your home of high school football in mid-Michigan. Boy, we're glad to be here tonight. Promises to be a nice matchup here, Owasso and Goodrich. Of course, Goodrich had spent the last few seasons, I believe, in the GAC, right, along with Corona and Lake Fenton. Yes. They made the move now over to the Flint Metro, which has broken into two different divisions. That's a nice fit for all three schools. Yeah, it's not bad. You're right. Here's the handoff. The sweet play coming around this end, Taylor Lamro. He was knifed down by Gage Ashley here at about the 26 or 27-yard line. Good gain around the right end that time. Yeah. Just a little counter play. So we give him seven yards officially. Ball at the 27-yard line. Tied at seven. Goodrich and Owasso, 440 to go here in the first. Stick with us at halftime. We'll have this week in the MHSAA. Always a good program presented by John Johnson and his staff over there. Owasso sends a man in motion. It's Blaha. Who to check at quarterback? Handoff goes up the middle and maybe a yard gain that time by the ball carrier. That was Colton Blaha on the try. 
maybe a yard. Ah, oh, he's close to the 30. He's at the 29, so it'll be a big third down and a yard to go. I'd take my chances with Colton Blaha with a yard to go, wouldn't yeah. you? Strong kid, 5'9", 175-pound senior. And really, if they can get the first down, it plays right into the Trojans' game plan. Just grind it out a little bit. A little bit different offense, but kind of like Army, you know, three and a half yards yeah. a try. Army converted three fourth downs last week against the Wolverines. And now we're going to get a Devin Pringle timeout. They want to discuss this important play. So timeout, Owasso, tied at seven here on the Castle. Hey, like any sports team, people make the difference. And that's why Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is number one with expert advice, problem-solving tips, and a friendly, helpful attitude. With quality American brand-name appliances like Whirlpool, Maytag, Frigidaire, and GE, plus Toshiba, LG, and many other television brands, you owe it to yourself to check out Gilbert's selection and low prices. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso, a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Check out the three-generational look at sports and pop culture by subscribing for free. To Three Point Podcast. Ted the Sports Guy, Matt Burns of ESPN, and Jared Fatale of Fox 17 bring you their lively and interesting hot takes every week. Find the show along with Z92.5 game replays on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other podcast sites. Well, timeout is over, and after the timeout, they go to Tyler Lamoureux, or Taylor Lamoureux, rather, on a little power play around left end and gets enough for the first down, takes it to the 32 yard line. This in from DJ Crank it up. Montrose over Chesanine, 14 to nothing. That one's late in the first half or first quarter rather. Rams are looking pretty solid after what they did to the uh, Ovid Elsie, huh? Yeah. Montrose always has a tough program for Denny Reinhardt over there. Morris on top now over Atherton, 14 to nothing. Nothing in eight-man football. We got a flanker to the left. The handoff goes to Lamro, and this time he is drilled. Joey Powers there, the first one for Goodrich. Lost on that play. Took a little too long to develop. By the time that exchange was made, there was already a couple of Martians ready to capitalize. Three minutes to go. Here in the first quarter, tied up at seven. Great crowd on hand here on both sides of the field. Both these communities love their football teams. And Goodrich traveling pretty well. Yes, they did. Owasso wearing the solid navy blue pants, jerseys, and helmets, the winged-style helmets. Going left to right. Here's a fullback dive to Colton Blaha. Spins past a man for an extra yard. There to bring him down was defensive end, six foot three, 220-pound senior, Jacob McClard. So Trojans trying to go to a little bit of a hurry up here, it looks like. No huddle. Hunter Blaha gets the play call from the sideline. Who to check? Let's see if he lines up at quarterback or Blaha. Looks like they might line up in a little bit of a single wing look here. Not sure who's going to get the ball snapped to him. Hunter Blaha behind the center takes it, rolls to his right. Just thinking about throwing it and then has to just go down. Big surge that time by Brannix Pecos. A loss on the play. And that's a heads-up move by Blaha. Instead of trying to do something silly and throw it across right. the middle, take the loss, punt it downfield, and live for another day. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll tell you one thing. This is a pretty seasoned Trojan squad. They have 10 seniors starting on offense. 
So really, it's kind of a make-or-break year here for Coach Pringle. I mean, you know, he's got all this experience back his third year at the helm. Coached a lot of these kids as sophomores. Here's the snap. Pun up by Lamro. High one towards the sideline. A little bit shanked. Let's see where they mark that one out of bounds. The referee still coming upfield, and looks like he goes to right around the 45-yard line. So Goodrich will have it near midfield. Tie ball game, 7-7, Owasso and Goodrich. Appleby Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975. And they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years of experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. Well, a couple wideouts on the far side. We got one this way here for Goodrich. Looks like it's Matt Warren over here. Rubio hands it off to Davis, lined up in the backfield, darts past a couple guys, hits and spins, gets to midfield, still on his feet, and one of the Trojans just would refuse to let go. Had him by the ankle. I think that was Hudacek. But a nice little run there from the halfback position by Tyson Davis. Brings up second down and two. Ball in Trojan territory at the 47-yard line. Tie ball game at seven. Down to 40 seconds to go here in the first quarter. Goodrich going right to left, wearing the white uniform tops and gold pants and navy blue helmets with the Martian warrior symbol on the side. Man in motion coming this way. They fake it to him, hand it off to Tucker Reichel, who has first down yardage, takes it to about the 40. Hudacek and Blaha in on that tackle along with Noah Kreitz for the Trojans. That might be the final play here of the first quarter as we're down to 10 seconds to go. So it looks like Goodrich going to let the clock wind down. So we got a 7-7 ball game after one from Wilman here and on Z92.5. Drive of the game tonight brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M20. Also saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight will be brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's nice that we have the Friday nights off, and it's nice that we get a chance to put Three Point Podcast as a part of the Castle programming. I mean, it's been getting a lot of good response. And uh, this latest one you'll hear tonight, uh, we break down the Michigan game, and our youngest member, Jared Patel, was not too impressed with the Wolverines. He doesn't he doesn't hide his feelings when he's disappointed with something. I got a feeling he's not alone on that. It was a tough one, but you know, I kind of played the middle of the road here. Our friend Matt, a lot more glass-half-full kind of guy, I was not happy watching that game at all, but the way it all shook down at the end, hey, they got the W. Well, if you look at what the schedule looks like for Michigan, I mean, they're going to have to <laughs> definitely get a lot better than they were the past two weeks. Thank goodness for the bye. Well, here's Rubio, completes a pass out on the left flat this time. He finds number 14, Matt Warren, over there. And it should be close to a first down here for the Martians as they say, yeah, let's move the chains. While they do that, I just want to send a shout-out to a good buddy of ours, Bill Dusso. He's a long-time teacher in the uh, Goodrich 
school system along with coaching over there. In fact, we had him up here in the broadcast booth at Wilman a couple of years ago. He uh, is definitely battling some health issues. He was hoping to get up here tonight, but has to listen at home tonight. And all we can say is uh, we're with you, Bill. Keep on a fighting it, man, and uh, our thoughts are with you. Here is Rubio with it. Keeps it himself, tries to get around the left wow. end, breaks a tackle at the sideline, run out of bounds. Near the sticks again, takes it close to the 20-yard line. Well, that one right there should have been about a six or seven yard loss. Yep, uh, a couple of missed tackles. There are some nice moves by Marco Rubio, but uh, you know, just some sloppy tackling on top of that. It Marco Rubio. Been, did I call him Marco Rubio? I was wondering which one of us were going to do that first. <laughs> that probably won't be the last time I Aiden. slip up with that one. Aiden Rubio. I'm not sure if they're related or not. But Seven. an eight yard gain on uh, some kind of. Nifty running and shifting right there, but a little bit of bad tackle. Yeah, too. and that's what Coach Pringle's really been trying to work on. Here's Rubio going to the air again. Nice arm. Throws it out complete at the 10, the 5. Touchdown, Goodrich. Gage Ashley takes it in. About a 25-yarder there for the Martians, and they take the lead. So, Goodrich on top now, 13-7. to and just all kinds of time again for Rubio, for Aiden Rubio. There you go. I think Marco Rubio's time's probably up. <laughs> I'm a little surprised Marco didn't uh, decide to run, you know, put a, put a challenge to the president. Uh, Here's a kick up. I'll tell you, the Democrats, I'm not sure what they got going on, but ten of them were debating last night. Uh, Nonstop I, excitement. Uh, just all kinds of fun times last night, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the P PAT goes up and good, so it's 14-7. to 7. <laughs> Goodrich on top of Owasso. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open weekdays 8 to 5, Saturday 8 until 11.30. Call them tomorrow, 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. You know, I was wondering, what if everybody cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. Hey, that's why they have a location right around the corner. With excellent providers you can trust, people you know, people who know you as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients, this is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Riley Moore will kick it off. Goodrich leads it seven or 14 to 7. Kyle Lutz, a 78-yard 70 yard TD to Ryan Dixon with 10 seconds left in the first quarter. Fowlerville on top of Williamston, 6 to nothing. We do have a penalty flag. Kick went out of bounds right there, yep. a little illegal procedure. So it'll be Owasso with the ball at the 35-yard line as they start this drive. Their backs are uh, against the south end zone here. Just a great night for football. A little warm, but not bad. I'm, you know, if we're lucky, we may not get one of those just god-awful, humid, hot nights. You know, we so far right. dodged it. Well, we had a couple of pretty hot days this week, and yeah, yeah. but it did cool down a little bit. Been pretty muggy tonight, but, uh, you know, this is just gorgeous out here. Great football weather. 
going to be even better when the colors change, Ted. Oh, man, this is just a tremendous setting here with the trees, the maples, and the oaks. How old do you the think oaks? these trees are? They're old. They've been here a little, especially that one, those yeah. over there to the right. The ones right directly behind the uh, the scoreboard there. Yeah, they got to be about 150 years old, I would guess. Here's uh, Lamro with the carry on a counter play. Gets a couple of yards to 37. Brought down by Jawan Vines and Jacoby Brandon. Also, Tucker Reichel in on that hit. For a minute into the second quarter here on Z92.5, 14-7. Goodrich leads it. Wasso breaks their huddle now, looking to try and keep a little bit of a drive, keep the ball away from this dangerous Goodrich squad. T formation, double tight. Quick dive play this time, and again, that is Colton Blaha that time, stood up at the line of scrimmage. Middle linebacker Javon Vines in on that hit for the Martians. Yeah, this Martian D-line is starting to figure out Owasso's offense, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're going to play a team like Owasso with this straight T, double tight ends, you might as well just come up and tackle everybody and challenge them to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. I think the Trojans are going to have to throw it a little bit to be successful. Potter Keegan splits out here this way on the near side of the field. Right in front of the Trojan bench. Man comes in motion. They hand it to that man. That's Hunter Blaha. And he's brought down for a loss all the way back close to the 30-yard line. Kevin Patterson read that one all the way. I think somebody on the Trojan line there maybe forgot to block. So <laughs> brings up fourth down and 11. Or, or in other words, the lookout block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it almost, look out. <laughs> it almost looked like a... Uh, a Wasso version of the old jet sweep there, but uh, wasn't fooled by anybody. And like you said, a little bit of uh, turnstile blocking right there. Oh, absolutely. Well, here's a snap back. Lamro with a kick. Nice one towards the far sideline. It takes a Trojan roll across the 35, the 30. Goes all the way down to about the 22-yard line where Goodrich will have it. First and 10, leading the Wasso. 14 to 7. Hey, it's the back to school special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Get a great deal on a 2019 Ford Edge, just $179 a month for 24 months, and Signature will deliver right to your front door. Right now, a Ford F-150. It's an XLT Super Crew, a 4x4, just $159 a month for 24 months for Ford returning lessees with Ford red carpet lease. $39.89 do it signing, 10,500 miles per year. See Signature Ford Noasso for all the details. And we're going to be there bright and early, 9.30 tomorrow morning, Ted. At the deal zone? At the deal zone. Well, here's Goodrich with the ball. Out of the shotgun, Rubio. He has time. Looks downfield. Throws the home run ball towards Davis. Wow! Catch at midfield. Oh, doctor. Takes it across the 40 of Owasso. And Lamro finally brings him down at the 36. How sweet was that? Oh, man. That looked like that was overthrown. And, and, and Davis just reaches up with one hand over his shoulder, pulls it in in stride, able to get probably about six or seven more yards after the catch on that. Can you say OBJ? Oh, that was beautiful. That was awesome. That's why Mr. Davis being recruited by most of the schools in the MAC, and you never know, there might be some other schools looking for his talents. He'll split way out on the far side. He has a man joined in that slot. They got two receivers over here this way. The lone running back is Jawan Vines. He'll get the call up the middle, spins past a man at the 25. He's at the 20. He's at the 10. 
He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Goodrich. No flags on the field. A 36-yard run to Pater by Jawan Vines. And that spin move right there set it all off. Huge 30, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, 36-yard touchdown right there by Vines. Great surge by that margin line to get him out into the uh, into the open, but it was that spin right there in the open field that made sure nobody was going to touch him. You know, a good, talented high school back that has solid legs that can hit the line and spin, man. They're tough. Yeah. They're tough to bring down. Here's the snap. It was a little bobbled, but they got it down. The kick is up by Sichi, and it makes it now 21 to 7. Goodrich on top. 8:39 to go here in our first half. Broadcast of tonight's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WJSZ FM. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of the descriptions or accounts of this game can take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA. Z92.5 The Castle and Sportsnet Michigan. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans. Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, 21-7. to Goodrich on top. They'll now kick it off. Riley Moore will approach it. Here's the boot high. Boomer goes down to about the five. Hunter Blaha fields it, brings it upfield, 20, 25, 30. Brought down at about the 33-yard line. Nice return that time by Hunter. Mars Furniture and Mattress in Owasso, your locally owned hometown furniture store, is proud to support high school sports. Mars is mid-Michigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio, is built to last for a lifetime, and Mars has the best prices in the state. Right now, Mars has great deals on queen mattress sets and recliners, starting at just $269. Mars has quick financing approval while you wait and credit options to fit your needs. Stop in tomorrow at Mars Furniture and Mattress on M21 in Owasso and check them out online at, ma at MarsFurniture.com. Out of the T formation, a quick little dive play that time by Colton Blaha. Maybe got a yard. Kevin Patterson was there to bring him down. Also, Tim Brozo in on that hit. They're not that big up front, Goodrich. 185, 210, 200, and 220. But they're strong and they're quick. Yeah. And their linebackers also like to come up and hit. 8.04 to go here in our first half of play. 21-7, Goodrich over Owasso. Trojans trying to rebound from that tough, tough one-point loss to Swartz Creek a week ago. Here's Hunter Blaha. Rolls to his right, has a man downfield who fell down. Oh, I think he might have had a step or two. That was Brannick's Pecos. And boy, you know, when you pull the, pull the roll out and pass, which yeah. you don't do at all... He kills you when a guy falls down because yeah. I think he had maybe a step or two on the defender. Yeah, just a little bit of incidental contact with the feet uh, with the defender on that one. Could have been a big play by Owasso. Yeah, I'm not even sure if there was contact with the defender or if it was just he just tripped. 
Here's Hunter Blaha setting up a screen pass over the middle. It's caught by Hudacek. Not a bad call. I don't know who he, how he knew who to throw to. There was about six blue bodies there right in front of the line of scrimmage, but he found Hudacek, who brings it up close to a first down, but just short. Devin Pringle might go for it here from his own 41. Fourth and one, trailing it by 14. Their punter is Taylor Lamrell. They could still decide to punt. Let's see. They're sending players in late. They're going to have to hurry up if they decide to go for it here. Back judge hasn't started the count yet, though. They're going for it. See if they try to draw them off sides. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. And now Pringle calls timeout. So I think it would have been maybe a better chance of being successful if they wouldn't have brought players in late. Yeah. But uh, that gave Goodrich a little bit more time to think about it. But they're well coached. So Owasso calls their second timeout. 21 to 7. Goodrich leads it over the Trojans. Let's see if they punt it after this. You look forward to retirement as your time to relax. But now that it's here, it turns out relaxation is overrated. And you'd rather get back to work with an ID drone. Wells Fargo Advisors can help. For more than 125 years, they've created wealth management and investment strategies aimed at achieving their clients' personal financial goals. When retirement plans change course, turn to Wells Fargo Advisors. Together, you'll go far. Call the Schluckbeer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors at 989-725-8131. Wells Fargo Advisors is a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing, House, Clearing Services, LLC, member SIPC. Dave from Perry reports in. Perry on top of Carson City Crystal, 9 nothing. That one late in the first. Watson going to go for it here. Split backfield, flanker to the left. They'll hand it off. It's Lamrell. Hits at the line of scrimmage. I think the spin maybe get it, gives him just enough. Luke Robinson along with Tyson Davis there, but it looks like just enough and a big play call there by Coach Devin Pringle. Yeah, the spin definitely made the difference on that play right there. Spin in the second effort for sure. So Trojans live for another day here. Trailing it by 14. Coming up on the midway point of the second quarter on Z92.5. Who's under center right now? Is that That's Hudacek. Hudacek takes the snap. The Wasso going with the two-man look at quarterback. Handoff goes to Colton Blaha that time. Stacked up at the line of scrimmage. I think that was Blaha. That was Lamarow. Yeah. It's so darn hard to see those uniform numbers. Yeah. Wait till it gets dark, Ted. Oh. But they got the LED lights, Bart. Oh, yeah. It's going to make a big difference. Big time. <laughs> We're going to see that yellow on blue like nobody's been. What we don't know and what we don't see, we'll just make up. <laughs> just like we always do. Yeah, at least we're at least we're putting somebody's name yeah, out there. Yeah, we like to get the names out there. It's what most people listen to. The running back. Here is uh, Hudacek in motion. They hand it off to Blaha. That's Colton that time. He spun at the last moment. Davis brought him down. Gets to about the 48-yard line. Brings up third down right around five. Ball near midfield. Goodrich on top, 21-7. 5.30 to go here in our first half on Z92.5. 
Well, we've been doing this a long time. I know you worked in the studios for a long time. When did you start? 2012, working with me? 2012. This is my 34th season wow. at the mic doing football. It'll be 35 basketball seasons starting in December. Here's He's Fulton. still going. Fulton Blaha breaks a couple tackles. He broke through an arm tackle there at Juwan Vines and gets enough for the first down. Luke Robinson with a touchdown-saving tackle. Well, I'll tell you what, Bart, when I first started, like I said a long time ago, after the first broadcast, I wasn't sure they were going to bring me back for <laughs> broadcast number two. It was pretty horrendous. I don't know if you remember your first time on the air. Well, WOAP at I that at. time, you know, they must have had some low standards, not like now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> their, their standards have, have increased a little well, bit. Well, keep Dad. in mind, I worked for the great <laughs> Merrill Walker. He was a good guy. Yes, he was. I'll tell you what kind of guy he was as Colton Blaha comes around the left end here, Bart. You know, WIP got mocked a lot by youngsters and whatnot because oh, yeah. it's kind of an old-timer station, right? But, Just a little. Uh, but, you know, it, it had its spot here in our area, without a doubt. It was a pioneering radio station. Merrill used to do his sound-off show, you know, that people got a big kick out of and got yeah. to call and give their opinions. But what I was going to say about him, you know, I, I was pretty bad when I first started out. and I, I still can remember that every once in a while I'd get my paycheck, my pittance, and uh, he'd have a little note in there saying, sounding good, Ted, you know. And there I mean, you go. I mean, that, just that little yeah. bit of encouragement is yeah. all you need. I'll never forget that, and uh, I can't tell you how much that was appreciated, and maybe, maybe that was a little reason why I stuck with it and still doing it. Well, the penalty, big holding walk-off against Owasso, first and 20. They'll just go back to the dive play to Colton Blaha, takes two Martians to bring him down. Looked like the one that had him by the midsection was defensive end, big six foot five Evan Williams. So brings up second down and about 18. Now, when did you start your uh, on-air career? I know when you worked, you know, in the in the ball game thing, you used to be the tape boy. But when did you start coming on the air and running actually a shift? Was that when the Gaylord regime? Are you talking about uh, doing, doing the news and no, the obituaries? No, I'm actually doing playing yeah, music. Yeah, 97. Okay. Here's Blaha throwing one downfield. I was doing some Saturday night stuff before that, but uh, for the most part, an actual regular shift was 97. And, boy, you, you want to talk about jumping right into it. Six hours a night. Yep. Uh, all request. All request. All live. Yeah. Well, it was a, it was a, a different era for sure as the pass was incomplete. We're, we're doing a little reminiscing here. But... I mean, I was actually still spinning vinyl over at the uh, the old studio. Oh, over there right. 21. Right. Well, when, uh, when Gaylord took over, you know, and it became All Request Radio and Z92.5 The Castle, this little radio station made quite a name with yourself and DJ Tao and some of the others, yeah. man. It was, you know, and then they fully supported sports, too. That's, yeah. That was a great thing. Now they were live and local for real. Flea Flicker here. It's pitched back to Hudacek, who throws it over here to Blaha on the side. And he goes out of bounds, so it'll be a punt situation here for the Trojans. One final thing on that, you know, the Kroll Communications has really kept it going. And, you know, he owns four different stations, and pretty much the mantra is local and live. Yeah. You know, you don't see a lot of that anymore with terrestrial radio. Yeah, well, we were, at one time, we were 24 hours a day live. Right. I mean, that was bizarre to try and try and do something like that nowadays, huh? Who was our overnight guy? He was a strange dude. The Phantom. The Phantom. Well, we had a couple of them, but the Phantom was the uh, I the liked original, it, but he was a strange The one. original overnight guy. Yeah. 
And we had the Big E and a bunch of oh, other yeah. guys, yeah. But Here's, the Phantom was, uh, well, he only lasted for probably about five, six months. Something like that. Kick goes out of bounds. It looks like Goodrich is uh, going to get the ball with the 21-7 to lead, and we'll get back to normal football play-by-play -play broadcasting. Hey, if your car becomes a victim of deer collision, KP Auto Body in St. John's will bring you back on the road fast. They can handle foreign or domestic models and work with all insurance companies. Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glass work, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loaner with service. They work with Hetler's Towing, so you can get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing. Proud sponsors of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, if you're the Trojan defensive coordinator, you've got to figure out a way to keep Goodrich off the board. 2.51 to go here in the first half. 27-yard line, Rubio flushed out of his pocket to his right. Finally throws a pass out. It is caught. Jacoby Brandon. It was a heck of a hit by Colton Blaha on the quarterback, Rubio, but just a hair too late. And uh, Rubio kept his wits about him and then threw a nice pass on the run over to Brandon. Stays in bounds. They start the clock up or keep it going. 2.37 to go. Yeah, I got uh, Aiden Rubio for uh, go. seven for eight right now. Can't even figure out how many yards he's got because he's, he's got to be over 100 already. Well, one of the big plays, that one-handed catch by Tyson Davis. Yeah, about a 43-yarder right there. Mm -hmm. First, Man, that was sweet. That was awesome. First, I hope that's on one of our local channels. Tonight. I don't see it, it deserves to be. Here's a pass downfield. Rubio trying to find Matt Warren a little bit too long that time. So that'll stop the clock. 2.11 to go here in the first half. 21-7. to seven. Goodrich on top. They have the ball at their own 44-yard line. Now, with two minutes and 11 seconds left, I mean, this is a huge time for Owasso yep. to make a stop. You don't want to give up six here and then come out of halftime and uh, give Goodrich the ball right away like they're going to. Right. Yeah, stop right here, and you can uh, make some adjustments and make this into a football game well, again. That's what they're hoping. Rubio out of the gun, second and ten. Ball thrown out in the left flat to Davis. Oh, oh. he darts past one man. Oh. Gets a killer block, but that's going to be a targeting. And then Davis takes it all the way to the 20. That's just, oh. you know, it, it's a high hit on the pads, but he might have led with the helmet. And let's just see what the referees come up with. That yeah, a, it's kind of hard to tell from where we're at in the press box whether he mm -hmm. led, led with the helmet, but both of us yelled out at that block. Yeah, Luke Robinson with the block. I mean, you know, again, we've talked about how old I am, but back when I played, that was completely legal. And you, you've lived for those kinds yeah. of blocks. That's yeah, your job to keep your head up and pay attention yeah. back then. What's Mickey Redmond say? Yes, exactly. Stick on the ice and head up. Yeah. Keep that head on a swivel. But yeah. they're going to call a personal foul there with the high hit. But he could have got the same result, though. And that's what the, yeah. the MHSA is trying to be safety conscious. If he would have just put the shoulder into the gut, it would have looked the same. Yeah. It may even looked harder. Yeah. And you don't really need to do much besides stop the, the other player's motion. Yeah, I they're, mean, they're trying to get him just to kind of screen him because you really don't have to do much of a block. Here's a pass out to Davis. He does a little spin move after catching it, but there's Trojans there to bring him down. It's going to be enough for the first down, though, at about the 42-yard line of Owasso. So they'll move the chains and start up the clock. 
13-yard run by Colt Blaha for Owasso got the scoring going, but then three straight touchdowns by Goodrich. Davis is writhing over there on the sideline, Ted. I don't know if you see Uh-oh, that. Or yeah, not, I do see that. Hopefully, it's just he got the wind knocked out of him, but it looks like he's uh, kind of trying to stretch out his leg. So let's hope it's a cramp, but he's, he's kind of gripping his left knee. Here's Rubio, rolls to his right, throws one downfield. It's up, incomplete. Oh. Nice pass, but Nolan Robb couldn't quite haul it in at the sideline. I think that was Colt Blaha there defending. Yeah, Blaha got a piece of that one right there. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and keep an eye over there on the sideline. Yeah, he's still down. Still down. They're still kind of looking at his leg area, but he's he's moving it around. He's stretching it. That's a good sign. Looks like he's going to get up. Yeah. That is a huge, huge sigh of relief for all our Goodrich fans. Throwing some dirt on it and walking it off. That's right. Two wide outs each way here. Goodrich with it, second and ten. Rubio steps up in the pocket, has first down, or has room across the 40, 35. They'll take him all the way down to the 30-yard line where he is stacked up and brought down. Well, he slipped around a little bit there, but gets the first down, and it'll be Goodrich with a minute five to operate. The Trojans, the marching band, getting ready to congregate. They're over in the south end zone. That's where they set up in the stands. They're now on the field getting ready for their always entertaining halftime show, as we always like to say, the undefeated Owasso marching band. One of the real true stories, you know, in this area of their success year in and year out. Here's Jawan Vines, quick hitter up the middle, and Goodrich is going to call a timeout. You know, while they have that timeout, I just want to quickly relate this story about the Goodrich coach, Tom Allward. You know, he's been coaching at Goodrich now over 27 years and overall 43 years in his coaching career. But a lot of people don't understand or don't realize that uh, here's an interesting little story. He's a graduate of the University of Nebraska and played on one of the national championship teams back in the day and was also drafted in the NFL, drafted by the New York Jets, but he later signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the little trivia for Coach Allward, he was the first player ever to sign with Tampa Bay. Wow. We were talking a little bit about that off air. You know, was that uh, the Steve Spurrier Buccaneers? I think it was. I, I think Spurrier was, uh, was the original quarterback for the Bucs. I believe you're right. John McVay, was he the quote? He was the first coach, wasn't he? Yeah. My all-time oh. favorite line. What was that? What can you tell us about your team's execution? <laughs> that's right. I'm all for it. <laughs> that's, that's an all-timer. <laughs> Second down and ten from the 30. Goodrich with it. Rubio slips a little bit, but then rolls to his right. Pointing to the end zone. Gets the 30, 25, steps. Whoa, he stayed on the sideline. Let's see where they mark him out of bounds. Yeah, he kept wow. in bounds. Going to mark him down all the way down to the 15. 15-yard line. So. A little heads-up uh, ballet dancing on the near sidelines here for Aiden Marco Rubio. So that stops the clock also with 37 seconds to go. Both teams with a timeout left. This is where if you're a Trojan fan, man, they got to dig in here. 37 seconds to hold them off. Three wideouts on the far side. They'll have Jacoby Brandon over here this way. I haven't seen, I can't tell if Davis is back in there or not. Nope. Rubio rolls to his left. Little swing pass out here, complete to Vines. Breaks a one-on-one oh. tackle, but just tripped, ran into his own lineman there that time. 
And yeah, he had a lot of daylight if it wasn't for number 64. Yep. Ran right into his right guard, Kevin Patterson, who kind of tripped him up. So Goodrich calls their final timeout. 21 to 7, they lead Owasso right here live on Z92.5. Ken Welder, Lord Hahn, your local full service auto owners insurance agent. Call 725 7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem. Auto owners insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Keep it here at halftime. We'll have our regular presentation of this week in high school sports presented by the MHSAA. We'll also get caught up on a few great spots from our advertisers. What can you say? Week in and week out. They know what they're doing. They came right to the right station and giving us some great support bringing you these games. Well, live and local, and I think it's got a lot of it has to do with that 34 years you were talking about, Ted. Well, that helps, I think, for them. Pass goes up. Oh. Is it caught? Yes! Oh. What a, a circus catch! That was Rubio, Rubio catching up. that. I thought it was. I didn't see who threw it, but that was definitely Rubio catching that. And he went up, landed right in his palms, and yanked that one in. Used all Beautiful six play foot, right six there. Frame. How many yards was that? About 11? I'm going to say 15. 15. I have no idea who threw that. Do I you? don't. Nope. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think anybody listening cares other than they'll take the six points. Here's the snap. The kick goes up, and it is good. So just what the Trojans were trying to prevent, a late score here by Goodrich, and they're going to get the ball to start the second half, but they lead it over Owasso 28-7. to Sportsnet Michigan has thousands of high school game radio broadcasts available going all the way back to 1985. For a sample, check out the posted games right here at Three Point Podcast. For more information, message Ted Fatale on Twitter at Z925SportsGuy. Maybe you've seen the videos of the Specialized Sports Parent Support Group or a kid holding a press conference to announce his retirement from sports. The problem is that, it, uh, is that they'd be really funny if there wasn't a whole lot of truth there. Multi-sport participation provides a healthier experience and lifestyle for kids and families. Multi-sport participation is cross-training for life. Learn more at MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Montrose over Chesanine, 14 to nothing. So let's see here. 16 seconds to go. The ball falls off the tee, so they'll reset it. Next Friday night, we'll still watch this Goodrich team as they travel over to Corona. Goodrich at Corona, followed by a very special three-point podcast presentation honoring the inaugural Corona Athletic Hall of Fame. Just got done recording earlier tonight an interview with Stephen East, the eldest son of Nick and East. That went very well, and I'm expecting our podcast to be a lot of fun. Here is the kickoff, and it is Hunter Blaha. Fielding it at about the 10, takes it up to about the 25, and let's see if Owasso just decides to run out the clock here and make some adjustments at halftime. 
So 12 seconds to go here in the first half. Starting to get a little bit dusky out. But again, just a great crowd here. I mean, if you have nothing to do on a Friday night, you know, and you're in town here in Owasso, what a great spot to come, you know, five, six bucks, whatever it costs to get in here. Walking distance for, from, from all the entertainment, really, in downtown. Yeah. Counterplay here, Owasso with nice the run. Nice move. That was, uh, I believe that was Colton Blaha again. That uh, was Lamro. Oh, it was Lamro? Yep, you're right. Got about five yards, and Owasso burns their final timeout with two seconds to go here in the half. I like that call right there. Yeah, not bad. A little double fake counterplay, you know. Lamarell trying to use his speed, but Goodrich stayed at home that time with uh, <clears throat> the two interior linemen, Tim Brozo and Kevin Patterson, the first couple players there for Goodrich. Pretty well played game here, but Owasso... You know, they've lost their momentum. You know, they had yeah. some early momentum going on, and that's been that the thing. That first drive was great. Oh, it was a great drive. Capped off by a 13-yard run by Colton Blaha with 7.52 to go in that first. It was a 7-7 game after one. But, uh, you know, what's been the typical Trojan uh, you know, mantra throughout the last few years has been, you know, you, you get a couple of good plays, but then you just kind of falter. Here is Blaha this time, has first down yardage, but it's going to run out the clock here from Wilman Field. So we got a half of football in the books here from Wilman. After one, it's 28-7. to seven. Goodrich leads it. We okay on the commercials here at the press box? Well, let's talk a little bit about Beck's Trailer Superstore, the nation's largest trailer dealer. With over 1,500 trailers on 45 acres, you're not going to find a better selection anywhere. Whether you're looking for an open or enclosed trailer for work or play, you're going to find the perfect trailer at Beck's. They have flexible financing options through several national and local lenders, offering the most competitive rates and payments from only $69 a month with approved credit. For the best selection of quality trailers at unbeatable prices, call 888-SAY-BEX or visit BexTrailersStore.com. Well, once again, uh, the Trojan Band getting ready to entertain the crowd. And uh, we're here at halftime, and it's 28-7. to 7. You're hearing it all here live on Z92.5. <laughs> serving Shiawassee, Clinton, and Gratiot Counties, C-925, the castle, WJSC, Ashley Owasso. Hey, honey, looks like you had a successful day back to school shopping with the kids. Yeah, can you believe school starts so soon? Man, do you think we're ready? I think so. Here, help me go over my checklist. All right, new clothes? Check. New shoes? Check. Notebooks? Check. Pencils? Check. New SUV from Signature Ford in Owasso? Check. Wait, what? You know it was time, and I got a great deal on this 2019 Ford Edge, 179 a month for 24 months. Wow, that is a great deal. Oh, that must be it right now. What? Our new Ford Edge. Signature Ford. They delivered it right to our front door. What? Shut the Ford up. Are you kidding me? It's the back-to-school special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Well, looks like Signature Ford has everything covered. Let's get back to my checklist now. New F-150 from Signature Ford! Right now, a 2019 Ford F-150 XLT Super Crew 4x4. Just $159 a month for 24 months. Returning Ford lessees, Ford Credit, Red Carpet Lease. $39.89 cash to with signing. 10,500 miles per year. 36 months. See dealer for details. 
Pure Pro Wrestling returns to Mid-Michigan with Ring Wars Friday, September 20th at the VFW Post 4113 in St. John's. Wrestling fans will see an epic night of family-friendly pro wrestling filled with heroes and villains, slams, suplexes, sleepers, and pile drivers to benefit CF fighters in their fight against cystic fibrosis. Former Michigan champs Gideon Malice and Nomad founder Ace Evans battle for the top contender spot. Ten Shi tries to win back her title from the women's champ Heidi Katrina. Tay Riser puts his cruiserweight title on the line against the big deal, Cody Manning. And in a huge grudge match, Flint Sampson Real takes on Nomad Road Rash. The Nomads don't follow the rules and never come unarmed, so this is sure to be an all-out brawl. What's the Junior Grappler Showcase and more? Don't miss this action-packed, high-octane WWE style show for the whole family. And to help CF fighters and their ongoing efforts to help those in mid-Michigan with cystic fibrosis. That's Pure Pro Wrestling Ring Wars, Friday, September 20th at VFW Post 4113 at St. John's. Get all the details at pureprowrestling.net. It's the Memorial Healthcare Free Health and Technology Expo this Saturday from 10 till 2 in Owasso on the grounds east of the auditorium and the Medical Arts Building. You can meet Memorial Healthcare providers. Try your hand at using their state-of-the-art robotic technology. Sign up for their new patient portal. And did we mention it's all free? They'll have free health screening for blood pressure, bone density testing, body mass index, or BMI. Plus, free giveaways, refreshments, and you can register to win the grand prize drawing of a 55-inch TV. The Expo will feature free physician talks throughout the day. Dr. Suzanne Law starts it all off speaking on the advancements in surgery. Then hear all about the latest in diabetes treatment from Dr. Mohammed Dowd. And Dr. Ramey Curdy will talk about the fascinating newest technology in robotics and medicine. In the afternoon, Dr. Lynn Parson will speak on palliative care. And Dr. Tariq Pasha will speak on the latest developments in prostate health and surgery. That's the free Memorial Healthcare Health and Technology Expo this Saturday from 10 till 2 in Owasso. Get all the details at memorialhealthcare.org. Big Reds on a roll, curbing gamesmanship, and requiem for a sports writer. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. Baseball fans will remember the Cincinnati Reds teams of the early 1970s as the Big Red Machine for the way they dominated the game. But there's a new Big Red Machine in town these days, the Big Reds of Muskegon, which have manhandled their first two opponents of the football season, both defending state champions at that, with a rebuilt offensive line from a finals appearance at Ford Field a year ago. The lone returning starter in the group is DeAndre Mills-Ellis, a 6-foot, 305-pound senior center. Mills-Ellis, who also starts at defensive tackle, helps clear the way for an exciting quarterback in Cameron Martinez, who ran for 179 yards and had a 90-yard kickoff return for a touchdown in last Friday's Division III final payback win over Detroit King 41-18. Mills-Ellis was asked about blocking for that kind of running talent. It's fun just knowing that you love to get pancakes, but you don't always need to get a pancake. Well, not just Cameron, but with all of our skilled players, Dupree Henderson, Tommy Watts, all of those guys. It's just, it's just you want to get pancakes, but you don't need to because those guys are that explosive. You can read more about Big Red football on the second half page of the MHSAA website. Our MHSAA game balls this week go out to the girls swimming and diving team at Zeeland West, which claimed its first dual meet victory over Holland West Ottawa in over a decade last week. 
Caitlin Inman won the 200 individual medley and finished second in the 100 backstroke. And in a battle of the reigning girls tennis champions in the Upper Peninsula, last year's Division I titleist Nagani topped Division II winner Ishpeming Westwood 5-3. It came down to the last two matches on the courts where the Miners' number one double team of Caitlin Lamy and Morgan Carlson and then Lily Nelson in number one singles both claimed victories. Back with more in a moment. You're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Need money for college? You need my student aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash mistudentaid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with Sam Davis. There's a change to high school soccer rules nationally this year designed to curb gamesmanship by a team leading a contest towards the end of a game. In the last five minutes of regulation or the last five minutes in the second part of overtime, a rules change this year will stop the clock when that team makes a substitution. The clock will stop even if the team that is trailing makes a substitution at the same time. This is the same as the NCAA rules and aims to prevent teams from making multiple substitutions in the closing moments of a game as a way to help protect their lead by running time off the clock. Thanks, Sam. You can be a referee. Go to the MHSA website now to register. The sense of community that only high school sports brings to the fore is grieving a recent loss of one of its champions. Corky Emmerich passed from this world last month at the O2 young age of 61. A longtime sports editor of the Sturgis Journal, he covered the schools, teams, and kids of St. Joseph County and the surrounding areas along the old Chicago Road region for 20 years, usually decked out in his trademark Green Bay Packers pullover. A welcome sight at any game, Corky knew everyone by name, was everybody's friend, and he knew his mission to bring these tiny towns, their kids, and their teams the most recognition they would ever receive for playing high school sports and to deliver it in a medium that made it into many a scrapbook onto a bulletin board or the family refrigerator. Good old-fashioned newsprint. And a good journalist he was beyond the sports field. Corky regularly made the rounds at the local courthouse to pick up story fodder for the next day's paper off of the police blotter. And he also covered a bevy of other public safety stories. Kind of stuff you do at a small paper because you're so deeply ingrained in the community and you want them to know what's going on. The communities throughout St. Joseph County and nearby burgs that Corky Emmerich covered are collectively saying thanks these days, with team uniforms and helmets bearing a yellow and green CK emblem developed by a local school athletic director. A small way to remember someone who helped make so many remembrances for so many people. Thanks, Corky. We'll see you on the other side. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. You know when people talk about needing to stop on a dime? I've always wondered why you'd need to stop on a dime. Why not a quarter or a penny? Hi, I'm Jackie Meadows from Hub Tire in St. John's.
And if you do need to stop on a dime, we can make sure your vehicle is ready. We offer brake work that includes regular inspections, the best way to make sure your brakes are working properly. Of course, you can be aware of warning signs, like a high-pitched squeak when you push the brake pedal, or a scraping or grinding sound when braking. And don't forget about your suspension. We offer quality suspension and steering repair and wheel alignment services. Hub Tire has been taking care of your automotive needs for over 55 years, priding ourselves on honesty, reliability, and integrity. Call us today at 989-224-3218, visit us on the web at hubtires.com, or stop in and see us Monday through Friday from 8 to 530. We're located on Business 27, just north of M21 in St. John's. Whether it's a car accident, storm damage, or a fire, when the unthinkable happens, it doesn't matter if you saved money in 15 minutes. In this moment, it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do. In this moment, what matters is that your independent insurance agent and the company that stands behind them have you covered. Auto Owners Insurance, the no problem people. Call CLH Insurance Agency in Owasso today, 989-725-7134 or visit clh-insurance.com. If you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. You may have another job, or not. You may even be retired or looking for some extra income, but you can also help make sure that everyone gets counted. So apply today at 2020census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community. Well, welcome back to Wilman Field. I'm Ted Fattel with Bart Matthews. And uh, Bart, what can you say? Another award-winning performance by not only the best band around, the loudest band around, the Owasso Trojans. Yeah, you know, I have no idea how many pieces there are to this band, but it's a lot, and it makes a loud noise. I mean, I used to live... Uh, really right around the corner from Wilman Field, and you can hear them on the other side of M21. Yeah. Well, they had a perfect evening here to entertain the crowd and entertain they did. Right now, the Trojans football team in the locker room trying to figure out how to make some adjustments. They trail Goodrich 28-7 to here on Z92.5. We'll be back with some further halftime, maybe take a look at... Uh, couple three-point podcast topics, the Spartans, the Wolverines, and maybe Bart's favorite Kool-Aid drinking Lions, but take a listen to this first. Drive of the game tonight brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick a GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight brought to you by the three-point podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Well, before we look at the Wolverines and Spartans and Lions, we'll recap this game. Owasso jumped out on front first. A 13-yard run by Colton Blaha. 7.52 to go in the first quarter. Keep in mind, that 13-yard run came on fourth and two. Blaha broke in the open and took it to the south end zone. Noah Jaffrey's PAT made it a 7 nothing game, but it was all Goodrich after that. 5.05 to go in the first, an 11-yard pass from their quarterback, Aiden Rubio, to Jacoby Brandon. 25-yard pass to Gage Ashley with 11.21 to go in the second quarter, their second score. Third score came on a 36-yard run 
by Juwan Vines with 8.39 to go in the second. And uh, right before halftime, 16 seconds to go, Aiden Rubio lined up at wide receiver. We don't know who the quarterback was at that point, but a nice flat pass into the flag pattern into the corner of the end zone. Rubio went high and hauled it in. We think it might have been uh, Nolan Robb that threw that pass, so we'll, we'll go with it there. But Goodrich officially scored as Nolan Robb. And so it's Goodrich on top, 28 to seven. All the PATs good by Milo Cicci. How about statistics there, Bartman? Well, we need to take a look at the statistics. Uh, obviously, Goodrich going to have a little bit of an advantage, but not on the ground. Owasso actually uh, 24 carries for 101 yards, uh, being led by Colton Blaha. 12 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown uh, in the air. Not so great. Uh, Statistically all right, though, uh, Hunter Blaha, two for three, nine yards, 110 total yards for the Trojans. Uh, the Martians being led by uh, Jawan Vines out of the backfield, five carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. Uh, also, Aiden Rubio, the quarterback, four, uh, four rushes for 37 yards. And uh, Davis, of course, with uh, one, one rush for seven. So 97 total yards, uh, total yards rushing. Rubio, really impressive tonight passing, though. 12 of 15 for 146 yards, two touchdowns. And, of course, he caught that 15-yard pass as well. So 113, 143 yards total offense. Wow. Right now for uh, Goodrich to 110 for Owasso. But, uh, yeah, Aiden Rubio, just really impressive. Tyson Davis. Uh, really, uh, he's been as good as advertised. Went down with what we thought was maybe a cramp or some other lower body injury. Be interesting to see if he comes back. Right. Be interesting to see if they even uh, risk putting him out there. Yeah, I mean, I he had a great thing. first half. 28-7 lead, you know, you may not need to put him back out there. Make sure he is healthy as you want him the rest of the season for sure. Uh, looks like Morris is going to improve to 3-0. and They lead at halftime over Burton Atherton, 53 to nothing. Wow. We'll take a look at some of the other Double scores. Double secret probation mercy rule. But let's uh, let's take a quick recap of last weekend, Bartman. It was really our first full weekend of football. And you you start with the Wolverines. You know, they take on Army, the cadets. You knew it was going to be a tough one coming in, but nobody figured it'd be like that. Army really deserved to win that game. You know, the, uh, the, the new Josh Gaddis offense, for whatever reason, they didn't show it. They went back to Bo Schembechler, straight up the gut football with 33 carries with Charbonnet. Uh, I don't know if it was Patterson was hurt or what was going on, but they're lucky to get away with that win. You know, and we were talking about it last week that I think both of us and a lot of other people were expecting Michigan to have some serious problems. Wasn't expecting the offense to have the problems. You know, Michigan... Everybody, every defense has a hard time against that triple option mm -hmm. army, but was not expecting the woes that we saw from that offense. Just, just looked pathetic. Yeah. Well, they they couldn't have a bye at a better time, you know. No. Get to regroup. They got to go on the road to Wisconsin. I think I mentioned it on our last podcast that sometimes teams perform a little bit better even when they go on the road, get away from some of the daily distractions on campus. But they're going to take on a strong Wisconsin team next week. We'll see what happens there. Spartans, on the other hand, you know, there was a lot of Spartan fans not too impressed with their win over Tulsa, especially their no. offense. 
I mean, their defense, you couldn't get any better than holding a team to negative 73. But last week, it was a coming out party for a lot of different players. And, you know, Lewerke, the quarterback, there's been some concerns, but he, uh, he put most of those to rest last week. Seems like he's healthy, and he had a real good game. Yeah, I think any time that Lewerke's healthy and they've got a good game plan for him, he does good. He's not going to be for a, uh, a Cousins or anybody like that. But, you know, I think he's solid for what that team does. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Arizona State with a healthy Lewerke, and it's not 120 degrees outside. Right. But, you know, it, it, last week's game, even though it was against Western, at least it showed that they have some other weapons, too. But they had a freshman running back that went for, like, 183 yards. They had a wide receiver with 10 catches. Uh, you know, I haven't learned all the names yet without right. my cheat sheets, but uh, that's a pretty good team right now. Now, is that Ironhead Hayward's kid? It is. It is. Yeah. Okay, I was almost sure it was, but... Yeah. So we'll see if the Spartans can get it done against Herm Edwards. And uh, let's, yeah, we, can't, we can't go on without talking about the Lions. Was that a complete lionization game, if you want to put it that way? You know, I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like I've completed my collection, Ted, when I've found out how many different ways can the Lions break your heart. Uh, it's the first time I remember that they've ever tied. So and to and to snatch a tie from the jaws of victory like they did, <laughs> I you know complete your collection right there. I've now got all 52 of them. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was just just horrible you know, the way they played. I they looked good. In the oh, first for three half, quarters though. they looked yeah, good. Yeah, they looked really good. I don't know what happened after that. And then you know like like we said, a typical lion. At what spot did you start to realize? Hey, wait a second. When they when uh, Arizona got within eight. Yeah. You know, they were they were questioning, I think, the, the field goal in front yeah. of that to get it to two scores. Actually, it was right before that when they kicked that field goal. I thought, yeah. hmm, 15 points, that's not going to be impossible. I was starting to feel a little leery, and that timeout call well, is that, pretty that, much what ruined it that for was us. The, That was the killer, and that yeah. was the typical Lions. And that, that was classic Lions right yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, new coach, same old Lions. Yeah, well, new coach might have to go. Here's an onside kick by They got rid of Owasso. the quality control coach. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Whatever the heck they do. <laughs> well, here's the kickoff, a low-line drive onside kick attempt recovered up front by Michael Jones. The quality control coach. Everybody needs a good quality control coach. Yes, we need one here for these broadcasts. <laughs> it's pretty obvious that we don't have one. Well, maybe maybe we do now. Charlie Lakeer, our normal spotter, has made an appearance. He heard us asking, uh, you know, for yeah. a spotter and made it up here. I don't know if he's going to go to work or not, but he gets a good view up here in the press box with Absolutely. us. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Fatale. 28-7 to 7 is the score here. Goodrich on top. They have the ball at about their own 44-yard line. Going to go left to right, wearing the white jerseys, gold pants. Rubio back to throw. Looks downfield. Throws the bomb down the middle of the field. Has a man wide, oh. wide open. Caught right on the numbers. Hauled in by Nolan Robb. And he takes it inside the 20-yard line, and that is a bad sign if you're an Owasso fan. Rubio had forever to throw the ball. And Rob was wide open on just kind of a skinny post pattern. Finally brought down by Hunter and Colton Blaha. 11.45 to go here in the third. Ball inside the 20-yard line of Owasso. Good news, Tyson Davis lined way up on the far side of the field. Not good news for Owasso. <laughs> You're right about that. Out of the shotgun here. 
finds the loan back. They're going to throw a little swing pass out here complete. Oh, nice. great hit by Hunter Blaha. just drilled him on that one. Now that was a picture-perfect tackle. Shoulder to the midsection. Down he goes, Nolan Robb. I'll tell you, the Blaha kids, they are athletic, and they like to hit. You know, if you're yeah. a football coach, you're looking for kids that like to hit. There's not a lot of them out there nowadays, especially in the programs that are trying to right. trying to make their move up the ladder. It's not a game for the faint of heart if you're going to be successful at it. Davis way out on the far side, second down and 12 on that two-yard loss. Ball right at the 20. Rubio hands it off now to Vines. Vines up the middle, cuts to his right a little bit, and gets down to about the 15-yard line of Owasso. Brett Hudacek in on that tackle. Also Hunter Blaha, or Colton Blaha, rather, in on the hit. And Ted Hunt Vines kind of looks like a little bit from up here. Bettis. He looks like bit. Jerome Bettis, like a smaller Jerome Bettis. Yeah, kind of, you know, the color scheme from up here looks a little bit like the Steelers' road uniform. Yeah, it does almost look like black helmets, too, doesn't it? It does. You know, they got the gold pants and the, the white jerseys. Definitely number one, Rubio, not built like uh, Big Ben. No. Here's Vines going left. Goes between guard and tackle, and a nice little run there. It looks like he might be short of the first down, but he gets close to the 10-yard line. Gideon Millar there, along with Colton Blaha. Also, Kristen Keyes in on the hit. Ball put down right at the 10. Fourth down and a long yard. Let's see what Coach Allward decides to do here, the former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I always like that name, the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers. They got a big win last night in Thursday Night Football over Carolina. Jameis Winston you know, hanging on to his job, but they got the win. Hey, he's uh, hasn't quite tied for the most in just about everything. Is he? Interceptions, fumbles, lost. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's been a tough year, a tough couple of years. Here's Vines, has first down yardage and more. Takes it inside the five. Look at that. I mean, he gets hit. And just starts falling backwards and struggling to fall, and he falls backwards for another two, three yards on that. Yeah, Jawan Vines, very solid, 5'10", 190. So they'll put it down at the two. First end goal from the two-yard line. 9.05 to go here in the third. You're hearing all this head-knocking action on Z92.5. Don't forget, Three Point Podcast will follow our radio version of Three Point Podcast. Here is Vine on the carry. Takes it into the end zone. Coughed up the ball. Did he fumble it before he got to the end zone? No, he takes it in. Two-yard run. Jawan Vines. And I didn't get the number of the Trojan that hit him originally, but he got stuck. I mean, Vines got just stuck. Stood up on that play, was still able to spin around and drag that uh, that Owasso player for two yards into the end zone. He got hit hard on that play. Whoever that Owasso player was, the unknown Trojan, yeah, drilled him right between the shoulders right there. Riley Moore to kick it. I think I was giving the wrong person kicking the PATs before. I was mentioning the holder. So here is... Riley Moore, and I do apologize for that. So Riley Moore, because we were watching him warm up here yeah. before the second half started, and he's got quite a leg. So he kicks up another one, five in a row here tonight, 35-7. to 
Goodrich leads it over Owasso. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at farrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. When it comes to insurance, you really want an agent who cares about you. Oaks Fisher Insurance is a family-owned, independent insurance agency offering hometown service and personal attention for all your personal and business needs. Whether it's auto, farm, home, life, business, or annuities, Oaks Fisher Insurance has the policy you need. Located at 322 North Water Street in Owasso. Visit oaksfisher.com or call 989-723-3011. So my apologies to the Moore family. Riley Moore, excellent kicker here. Now he'll kick it off for the Martians. High end over ender. Fielded at about the 10-yard line. Hunter Blah, I believe. Or is that Lamro? That's Lamro coming across the 25 to the 32-yard line. So Trojans will have it first and 10 from the 32. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. Proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Here's a quick dive play up the middle. Trojan ball carrier still on his feet, but gets maybe a couple up to the 35-yard line. That's Colton Blaha on the carry. I'll tell you, Blaha is tough to take down. He really is. He runs with a lot of power. Evan Williams in on the tackle there for Goodrich. My favorite player. Yeah. 35-7. to Goodrich on top. 8.04 to go here in the third. Flanker to the right here, double tight end, split backfield here for the quarterback. That is Hunter Blaha. He hands it off. Ball carrier again gets two or three hard-earned runs, hard-earned yards. That's uh, Lamerell on the carry. Clock will continue to run with 7.41 to go here in the third quarter. Crowd's kind of mellowed out just a little bit. Just a little. A little bit after halftime, you know, the band killed it as usual. They sure did. And kind of mellowed out a little bit, getting dark. Third and four here from the 38-yard line. Owasso with the ball. Let's see if they try something a little fancier than a dive play here. Split backfield, flanker to the right. Hunter Blaha looks like he might be changing it up at the line of scrimmage here. Takes the snap. Hands it off, and the ball carrier that time brought down for a yard or so loss. And I got to say this, Bart, uh, you were right about uh, once it got to be dark. Yeah. Noah Kreitz on that carry, but these numbers are very difficult to see. So fourth and six coming up now for Owasso. Might have to go... Uh, 
the old school broadcasting and saying their halfback gets the carry brought <laughs> down by the defensive end. That is some serious old school right there, Ted. <laughs> 35-7. Oh, Wasso's running a fake. They have a man open. It's caught. Good job. First down on Wasso. Pass was complete. Brannick's Pecos. That was Hunter Blaha. So Pecos on the reception. Well, that was a nice call right there. Is that Lamoureux that threw that? No, I think it was Hunter Blaha. I think. No, maybe it was Lamoureux. Lamoureux's their normal punter. Either way, it was a nice pass out of punt formation, and it gives the Trojans another first down. Ball at their own 49-yard line. Midway through this third, T formation. Hunter Blaha hands it off this time. Is that Kreitz on the, or is that Hudacek? Hudacek on that Hudacek. I see Dave Kimball having just about as much trouble yeah. as it takes him a while. You know, Dave, you would think, would have some pull. He's been in the booth forever. You'd think he'd have some pull and say, hey, you know, I don't know if it's Hankards or who it is that designed these Oh, uniforms. you're talking about the jerseys. I'm I got talking you. about the jerseys. Damn right. We got to be Oops, able to pardon my, <laughs> Pardon your French. <laughs> pardon my, my D word. <laughs> Here's Hunter Blaha keeping it himself from the quarterback position. Oh, and he's oh, getting tackled. Great <laughs> job of stringing that one out, huh? He had nowhere to go. About five different Goodrich Martians coming up quickly to make the tackle. I mean, they're just daring Owasso to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, they really didn't expect it out of punt formation, but from the line of scrimmage, they're just saying, come on, Owasso. If you're going to keep running it, we're just going to charge at you. 4.56 to go here in the third. Still a 35-7 Goodrich lead. Next Friday night, we'll have these same Goodrich Martians taking on the Corona Cavaliers. It's the special Hall of Fame night at Corona. I think it's going to be a great event. A lot of great honorees, some great teams being honored. The 55 football squad, the 47 football squad, and the 83 basketball team, of course. Yeah. Hard to run against 11 men in the yeah. box like that. that yeah. I mean, you, you got to throw the ball. It's, that was like another three or four-yard loss by Lamrell. And now they send their punt team out again. See, it, it's a good sound offense when everybody's doing their job right. and you've got some good skilled players, but I'll tell you when it's not good, it's when you're behind. Mm -hmm. It's a real tough offense to try and fight your way back into a game. Four minutes to go. Oh, and the kick is blocked. The defensive end blocked it and then falls on it at about the 23-yard line. I think that was Evan Williams. Evan Williams. He used all six foot five of his frame, and it was a low punt to begin with. I tell you what, many a Friday night's been made by that man right there. Is that right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Explain that one to me. That's over my head. What? The distillery. Okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, it's 35 to 7 here. Some age inappropriate humor there, Ted. <laughs> it's. Half the stuff, Bart, you say, uh, it's over my head. I'm telling you what, Evan Williams is, yeah. Okay. It's a fine bourbon right there. Well, that, that's it. See, I'm not much of a drinker. Oh, no, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Never have been really into the hard stuff. Nah. Give me my Coors Light. There you go. 
Here's Rubio, takes the snap, and we're going to get a penalty flag. We had some movement on the line of scrimmage. Got a little movement by Goodrich there, so the Trojans will take that one. False start. They said uh, our spotter mentioned that uh, Nolan Robb is in there, quarterback, right at the moment. Yeah, he is. Thank you, Charlie. Marco's probably out for the rest of the night. Would think so. Or unless he's going to line up at a wideout, and that's what he's going to do. Oh, yeah. He's lined up on he's the far side. He's had some success with this, hasn't he? Yeah. Goodrich going left to right as we're looking at it. Rob at QB. Runs the belly series. Hands it off to the running back coming this way. That is number 23. And number 20. Joey Powers. Colton, Colton Blaha in on the tackle there for the Trojans. Clock continues to move with 3.30 to go here in the third. Beautiful evening at Wilman Field, and we'll, uh, we'll be at another nice facility next Friday night over at the Nick and East Stadium. Nick and East, by the way, honored in the first inaugural Hall of Fame, of course. Legendary football coach and athletic director over there at Corona. Really made his mark, though, as the football coach. Hall of Famer in its own right. Rubio splits out on the far side. Sebastian Quiddy joins him in the slot over there. Three wideouts on the far side. Goodrich going left to right. Rob takes the shotgun snap. Flushed out of the pocket. Has all kinds of room to the left side. Cuts up the middle. Good touchdown. Good saving tackle there. Looked like that was number six for the Trojan. Kristen Keyes. Powers with a real sack-saving block in the backfield there. Mm-hmm. So we're down to two minutes and 30 seconds to go here in the third. Goodrich looks like that's a team that you're going to really have to contend with, I think, in the Flint Metro. Now, is Powers in the Metro? I don't think so. I could be wrong. It's, I, you know, there's been so much shifting in different right. leagues. I think they may be in the Valley. That's what I'm I think. thinking about it. Yeah. And they played opening night, so I'm thinking that was a non-conference affair. Oh, here's a shotgun snap. Bobbled Rob. Is hauled down by the leg. Oh, Ooh, man. Got a late, late hit, hit think, right there. I think they're going to say, though, that it was accidental. Referee saw it, but put the hand up and said, hey, I'm not calling a flag on that. Yeah, high snap, bounced off of Powers, bounced right into Rob's hands. Rob's saying, hey, man, I had my face mask grabbed. Uh, referee didn't see it. I don't know about it. that. I don't know either. Could have been a late hit, but I didn't see no face mask. <laughs> I, agree with you. I agree with you on that. So 35-7. to seven. Goodrich on top, down to 90 seconds to go here in the third quarter. Two wideouts on the far side, two this way. Parsons going left to right. And the ball at the 37-yard line of Owasso. Now we get a flag. Too much time. So they have a backup quarterback in there, and he's not making the most out of his opportunity here. That's yeah, kind of weird. They got this backup quarterback in there. They got the starting quarterback lined way to the left. Yeah. That and was a fourth down play, and I think they were trying to do something to draw Owasso offside, but nothing happened there, so they'll send their punt team out on the field now. So, and this is the first punt of the night for Goodrich. Yep. Their punter is their normal kicker, Riley Moore. Snapping the ball be Luke Robinson. You see what number's back for the Trojans? 
should be Lamerell. Tracy Lamerell. Yeah, Lamerell. Here's a high kick, short. Kind of shank. Big time shank. I'm not sure. That might be a negative punt right there. Yeah, it is. In fact, they mark it right where the line of scrimmage was. So, not one of Riley Moore's best. Maybe he wants me to go back to calling him Seachy. I don't know. <laughs> for, for, for Centeno Owasso. Mars Furniture and Mattresses in Owasso is your locally owned hometown furniture store and proud to support high school sports. Mars is mid-Michigan's premium source for Amish-made furniture. This solid wood furniture comes directly from the finest Amish craftsmen in Indiana and Ohio, is built to last for a lifetime, and Mars has the best prices in the state. Starting now, Mars has great deals on queen mattress sets and recliners, starting at just $2.69. Here's Lamro with a little sweep around right end, maybe a yard or two. He was knifed down there by Tucker Rykel and Luke Robinson. Well, I'll let you know that Mars also has quick financing approval, Ted. And while you wait, and they've got credit options to fit your needs. Stop in today at Mars Furniture and Mattress on M21 in Owasso and check them out at MarsFurniture.com. You know, Mars is one of those uh, local companies that have been yeah. around for a long time. You know, we love the fact they support this uh, this Owasso schools, our, our area schools here on the broadcast. And, man, they like I said, they've been around a long time. Here's a dive play up the middle. Another couple yards. Colton Blaha on that carry. Well, check out the moon there, Bart, here on this Friday the 13th. That's pretty spectacular. That's the harvest moon, right? I believe so. This might be uh, the last time it's like that on a Friday the 13th for a long time. But three quarters in the books here as we're sidetracked just a bit. Three quarters complete, 35-7. Goodrich on top of Owasso. William Graham, Tax and Accounting in Corona, has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, the self-employed, and partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple of blocks from McCurdy Park. If you have questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by, give them a call, or find them online at grahamaccounting.biz. It's the back-to-school special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Get a great deal on a 2019 Ford Edge. Just $179 a month for 24 months, and Signature will deliver it right to your front door, and we'll do it in a covered trailer. Right now, a Ford F-150 XLT Super Crew talking about a 4x4 for just $159 a month for 24 months for Ford returning lessees with Ford Red Carpet Lease. <coughs> so it'll be back to the Owasso Trojans. Let's see who's under center. It looks like it's Hunter Blaha here. He'll go to the tee. Both ends tight. Ball at the Owasso 46-yard line. First and 10. Here's a fullback dive maybe to midfield that time. That's Colton Blaha brought down by Brozo and Evan Williams. You know, Bart, you started broadcasting with me in what, 2012? 2012. That was a uh, that was a big time season for the Trojans. I know we had some memories that season for head coach Tom Harkema. In fact, uh, the Trojans made it to the playoffs for the first time. I think first time in a long time. I think maybe the second time ever. But uh, went up to Cadillac and beat Cadillac on a memorable night. You know, there was all kinds of hijinks going on in the press box. <laughs> one of the Owasso, and right outside the press box. Yeah, one yeah. of the Owasso assistant coaches smashed the window. I mean, it was a crazy night. A wild trip right there. 
Here's a little look-in pass over the middle, incomplete. They were trying to find who to check to Hunter Blah. But what I was going to say is, you know, this Trojan program, that was a fourth down play, and it's turned over on downs. But since that first year you started, they've gone 1-8, and 1-8, and 0-9, oh 0-9, and 0-9, and 1-8. And and that's, that's a tough, tough sequence to get out of, and Coach Devin Pringle's trying to do that. But right now, looking at an 0-3 start this season, yeah. You know, now he's just got to keep the kids together. Like I mentioned, they have 10 starters on offense, all seniors, and they've got to rely on their leadership to kind of try and keep it together. I know it's uh, we talked about it a lot when you have rival games. Heck, it's the same thing in Michigan and Ohio State. If you're winless and you win that last game against the Buckeyes or the Wolverines, depending which way you're looking at it, you're saying, hey, we had a success. And it's right. the same way with Owasso and Corona, it seems like. But... Coach Pringle would like to see a few more wins during the season. Tackle there, Dom, Partis, Dom Patterson in on the hit of Joey Powers. So Goodrich with it. Second down in about nine. They have it at the Owasso 48-yard line. So what, what do you think, Bart? I mean, you've watched a lot of football. You, you're definitely a Trojan at heart. What do they need to do? There's a there's a loaded question yeah, for you. Geez, think, if, think about I think that. if anybody knew the answer to that, it would probably already be done. Here is Rob you know. keeping it himself. I mean, is it a matter of really recruiting the hallways and getting as many bodies as you can? You got to have people buy into the program. Gideon Millar right. in on that tackle for the Trojans, but uh, you know, I, it seems like they have hit the weight room right, you know, from what I saw yeah. in the off season, they've really gotten stronger, and that's a step in the right direction. And if they can keep doing that and keep building on the program, you know, maybe good things will happen. I think they're going the, in the right direction. I really do. I just, what you've seen since Pringle's taken over, they're definitely more aggressive. Yep. They're definitely not a take-a-bunch-of-crap kind of team like they were before. Here's um, Rob with the carry. you got to give them yardage. that credit for that. Um, you know, I think it's going to take a while. Well, but I'll tell you, after a long time losing streak last year, they, they punched Corona in the face yeah. with the physicality. Many unsportsmanlike conduct penalties, but they came out very physical yeah. and picked up the win. And I, I think that there's a fine line between, you know, unsportsmanlike conduct and just being extra strong. And then right. they need to make that next step up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Goodrich with the first down, 935 and counting here in the fourth. Three-point podcast will follow. We'll definitely have some Spartan Wolverines and Lions talk in that one. Here's the handoff. Oh, good hard surge right yeah. there, wow. man. Carrying Trojans on the back. And that looked almost like a rugby play with with so many players trying to push the the ball one way and the other group trying to push it the other. It looked like I think it's called a mall. Okay. I mean, it it looked really like a rug, like old school football before Teddy Roosevelt stepped in and said, "We got to make some changes, boys." Yeah. <laughs> yes, you learned a little bit about that on the ESPN special, 150 years of football. Yeah. I'm sure we knew about it anyway, but uh, yeah, it was back in the day. Yeah, Roosevelt really saved the game, and I think we need somebody like that to kind of make some changes in, in in football again. Well, here's Rob on the carry again. You know, you're right because. You know, we're talking about today in the NFL, the CTE crisis they're dealing with right now, you know, and the whole helmet controversy with AB. But 
they're trying to do the right thing and make it safer. But back when Teddy Roosevelt was involved, I mean, college players were dying left and right. Right. It was just a brutally vicious game in those days. And it was within the rules. Yeah. <laughs> I think Roosevelt really got involved when his kid. I think that either Teddy kid got hurt or something. Yeah. yeah. He, he got brutally hurt in a game. I think he played at Yale or Harvard, one of those schools. Here's Rob's pass out, incomplete there to Luke Robinson. Stops the clock with 7.54 to go. Fourth down coming up for the Martians here. They lead it 35-7. to Yeah, it looks like Goodrich is content to kind of empty the benches yep. a little bit and well, maybe try out some new wrinkles, try out and see what, uh, what Nolan Rob can do. And that's when you, you know, we're, some coaches wait way too late. I mean, let the kids play a little bit when the yeah. game still matters a bit. You know what I mean? Instead of waiting until the final two right. minutes. I see college coaches do that all the time. I think a lot of times from what I've seen in these high school games, a lot of the coaches wait till we get that running clock before they yep. empty the bench. Well, and was, I don't know necessarily. I, I kind of like what Goodrich is doing right here. Yeah. I mean, the backups play hard in practice, and I think they're pretty skilled as well as we had Rob keep it himself on a fourth and two and has first down yardage. First down, ball at the 20-yard line. So ball at the 20-yard line of Owasso, first and 10. And after a shaky start in this half, I mean, Rob's been pretty impressive. Yep. 25 yards, 20 yards on the ground and five carries. Well, he's a pretty solid-looking kid, too, 6'3", 180. He'll run the option to the right. It's handed off that time to Joey Powers. and brought down in the backfield. I think that was Colton Blaha coming up to bring him down. That was Blaha. Bottle of Powers is a lot more expensive, Ted, than a, than a <laughs> bottle of Evan Williams. Just to let is you it? Know. Okay. Yeah. So Evan Williams is actually... Uh, a bourbon. Huh? It's a bourbon. Okay. Are you a bourbon, you know, aficionado? I, you know, I'm starting to be. Are you? I'm starting to be a little bit. Is it one of those things you just kind of sip? Just kind of a sipper, yeah. yeah. It kind of warms, uh, warms the gullet? Warms the cockles of my soul, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Two wide outs this way, two the other way. Yeah, you can tell one team's way ahead. Goodrich leads at 35-7. Here is Rob brought down. He's stripped, oh, stripped, stripped of the ball. Owasso has it at the 30, the 40. It's Hunacek, gets a block, midfield. Cuts back against the grain at the 40. And Owasso with the ball and gets them a little excited over here. Oh, man, a great run after that. But just just heads-up play right there by uh, by Hudacek, you know, and, yep. and some, some grip strength, especially when you're, you know, going quarterback against quarterback. Who's going to hold on to that ball a little bit better? And Hudacek rips it out of his hand, spins and stumbles his way all the way down to, what, about the uh, 39? I think we got a penalty flag. Oh, come yeah. on. They're walking this one off. Something against Owasso. I think it might yeah. be... A sideline penalty. I did see one of Owasso's players on the bench come out on the field a little early yeah. while the play kind of was going on. So it will be, though, Owasso hanging out of the football. They'll have it first and 10, 44-yard line of Goodrich. You know, and again, we've talked about this before, especially doing Owasso games. you gotta, you got to have many, many victories. Right now it would be a mini victory to get some points on the board on this drive. 
Hunter Blaha hands it off to his fullback this time who gets maybe to the 40-yard line. He's stacked up there by the front wall of Goodrich. First one there was Matt Warren. Colton Blaha on the carry. Grant O'Brien also in on that hit for the Martians. That old Harvest Moon's looking good, isn't it? That is. That also gives us a little feel for, you know, ball's going to be hitting us real hard and heavy, and, you know, winter's not too far down the road. But we still got cider and some pumpkins, haunted houses and stuff. Yeah. I'm not big on the haunted houses, but I'll take pumpkin, uh, I'll take apple cider and donuts. Yeah, there you go. That donut sounds good anytime. <laughs> you know. Is there ever a bad time for a good Hard donut? Hard to argue against a donut. What's your go-to donut? I got. I like the nutty donuts. Same That's here. kind of my go-to. Um, I like the cream-filled Bismarcks too. Yeah. I always get disappointed when I get yeah. the maple. You know. Yeah. You know what I really like and I don't get enough of? What's that? Danishes. I haven't had. I a good could Danish go for now. a good like an apple Danish maybe or. A Cream cheese, Danish, either one. Sounds pretty good. Might have to run over to the VG's after, <laughs> after the game tonight. Colton Blaha. Everybody else the goes carry. to the bar. I'm going to VG's for donuts. <laughs> yeah, they might be marked down now, too, huh? <laughs> well, why do you think I'm going to? Oh, okay. All so, right, first down Trojans. Yeah, Wasso gets the first down on the Colton Blaha run. Takes it to about the 33-yard line. They'll send the man way out on the far side, going left to right as we're looking at it here. Goodrich up 35-7. Now we got flags at the line of scrimmage. Trojans may have had a false start there. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, the big three for Owasso, you know, Lamoureux and the, uh, well, the big four, let's call it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're as good as just about anybody. I, I wonder if if this line, a little bit undersized, is, is, is uh, a good fit for this type of offense. Yeah, you know, you know, you look at it, they list it, 235, 225, 235, and 230. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Maybe they... It, 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 they look more like a uh, a spread offensive line mm-hmm. as far as their size. Well, they're going to spread it out right now a little bit. Single back. We haven't seen that in a while. Who to check? Over the middle has Hunter Blaha wide open at the 15, the 10, the 5. Nice. Touchdown, Owasso. Play action. 37-yard completion. Now, talking about, you know, maybe this this offensive line's a little bit better built for a spread, and they spread it out right How as about soon as that, right? On cue, Big buddy. Big 38-yard touchdown strike. So Hunter Blaha gets some points on the board with that reception from the right wing. Yeah, they had a single back. They had a wide out on the right side. They had two wings. A little different look. PAT coming up from Jaffrey. Noah Jaffrey out of the hunt snap. Kick is up and good. Reminds me of that terrible towel, Ted. (laughs) So Owasso scores with 425 to go here in the game. Let's see if they come up with an onside kick here. It's a back-to-school deal special going on now at Signature Ford in Owasso. Get a great deal on a 2019 Edge. Just $179 a month for 24 months, and Signature will deliver right to your front door. Right now, a Ford F-150 XLT Super Crew 4x4. Just $159 a month for 24 months for Ford returning lessees with Ford Red Carpet Lease. $39.89. Do it signing. 10,500 miles a year. See Signature Ford in Owasso for all the details tomorrow morning. 
Well, uh, that's a that's a pride touchdown right there. Yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, you know, and uh, coming off of that real cool strip play from uh, from Hudacek, yeah, it was it was a nice nice drive right there. Uh, don't know if it's drive of the game material, but a real nice drive coming off of a great defensive play. And yeah, it's it's a pride play. Corona in a battle with Lake Benton. There you go. 22 to 14. Here's the onside kick recovered by Goodrich. It's fallen on by Joey Powers. But yeah, Corona with a 22-14 over Lake Benton. That one last was posted about to midway through the third. I got to believe it's later than that right now. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Alibi and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Finals in, Morris beats Burton Atherton 61 to nothing. Eight-man football, they improved to 3-0, defending state champions. They got quite a win streak going right now. Here's the buzz. Juwan Vines around the right end. First down yardage across midfield. Takes it to about the 45-yard line of Owasso. So that'll move the chains. Looks like Peyton Fields is in there at uh, cornerbacker end position for Owasso. Trojans mixing in all their backups now. Nolan Robb comes up under center this time. Three backs behind him. Kind of a power eye. First time we've seen this formation. And we're going to get a timeout. I don't know if timeout. Coach Tom Allward liked that look or not. He says we'll call a timeout. Looks like he's also put in big number 72, Nick McKistry at uh, center. He's a big six foot, 330-pounder. Applebee Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel service needs since 1975. And they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years of experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreation gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. You know, we talked about the Lions a little bit, Bart. Did you have your normal enthusiasm coming into this season? Because I didn't. I mean, I, for some reason, I haven't been too excited about them, and I've given up on them already, week one. That's pretty bad, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think if they'd have lost, I'd have dumped that pitcher out. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sticking with the Lions. And I kind of was excited just because the, the prospect of a healthy carry in Johnson. They made some great moves on their defensive side. That'll probably be week two or three before I give up on Detroit. Start being a Patriots fan again. <laughs> Tucker Rykel with a carry, a loss of a couple. Oh, boy, how, how impressive did they look? And if they can sort out this Antonio Brown situation, if he gets to play, I You're guess. You're talking about the frostbite on the toes, right? No, I'm talking about the whole package, including the latest accusations yeah. against uh, did you against see? Him. Did you see the text messages this morning? Yeah, I read about it. Yeah. Oh, my. You know, I'm not sure what they're going to do with that guy. He's he's something else. Talented football player, but there's something something wacky there. Here's the handoff. 
23, Joey I loved how, you know, get a little politically incorrect for a second. Hold on, Joey Powers on yeah. that carry got a few yards, but go ahead. But, you know, they bleeped out, they, they, they showed these text messages verbatim and all kinds of four-letter words and uh, sexual terms and everything else they showed. Yeah. But as soon as the N-word was there, that was bleeped out. That was the part that was that bleeped. That was the part that was bleeped out on the, uh, what, what I read this morning on, uh, like, Newsweek.com or whatever. But everything else, in all its glory, was right there to be read. Really? Yeah. Wow. Here's the handoff. It goes to our man, Vines. Backed up. The Trojans are doing a nice job. The backups, you know, the backup line is in for Goodrich, but they got the backups in for Owasso and doing a good job. 2.15 to go. Yeah, they've been hitting hard. Yep. Well, you know, that's the thing about Owasso. I mean, when they make contact, they really make contact. You know, I mean, this is a team that hits hard all the time. Right. You know, they get a lot of penalties for it, but, uh, you know, I think that a lot of that's enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's going to be the part of the battle going down the rest of the season is to keep that enthusiasm. That's right. up to the coaches and up to the seniors, you know. I mean, you think about it, if you're a senior, you know, you play these Friday night lights, and when, when you're done with that last home game, it's probably going to be it. Here's a run around left end. Big game there by the Goodrich ball carrier. Joey Powers had all Joey kinds Powers of room down there. that left sideline. Finally brought out of bounds by 20, Dalton, Dalton Nichols. Yeah, 34-yard gain by Powers. Thirty, And it looked like Owasso had done a pretty good job of containing him over on this side. Well, it did. And all of a sudden, he squirted free. 35-14. Good reach over Owasso, and the Martians threatening to knock it into that north end zone. So we're down to a minute 22 to go here in the game. Sebastian Quiddy goes way out on the far side. Lined up tight here. Milo DeCicci. You sure it's not more? <laughs> nope, it's not. And the quarterback, again, here's class move by Coach Allward. Yeah. Moore takes a knee. You know, they're not going to try and put any more points on the board. They got this one socked away. Yeah, inside the 10, and they're taking a knee. I think, yeah, you're right. That is the epitome of class right yeah. there, Ted. Yeah, I mean, what, what what difference does it make if you put more points on the board? Yeah, yeah you had your – and, again, that goes back to when you put your backups in at an earlier point of the game, you don't have right. to feel like they can play have to play right. all out at the tail end. Right. So this one's going to be history, 35-14. Goodrich picks up the win, and we'll be back and add up all the numbers right after this from Sports Scene. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to 1130. 
Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. Hey, what if everybody cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner. With excellent providers you can trust, people who know you as neighbors, because this is more than just helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Chiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. 35-14 is the final. Goodrich picks up the victory here in another Flint Metro League win. So it will be uh, on the score sheet. Colton Blaha scored at the 7.52 mark of the first quarter. The Trojans drew first blood on a 13-yard run by Blaha. That came on a fourth and two. PAT was good by Noah Jaffrey, and it was a 7-0 lead, Owasso. But then it was all Goodrich until the final score. Goodrich scored an 11-yard pass from their quarterback, Rubio, to Jacoby Brandon. That's Aiden Rubio. Uh, with 11.21 to go in the half, a 25-yard pass from Rubio to Gage Ashley. Juwan Vines got in the action on a 36-yard run with 8.39 to go in the half, and then they moved uh, Rubio to a wide out. Nolan Robb in at quarterback, hit him for a 15-yard pass in the end zone. The PAT, all of them were good by Riley Moore. And then uh, Juwan Vines took one in in the third quarter, about 8.43 to go. Moore kicked it up and good for their 35th point. Then Owasso got a pride touchdown with 4.25 to go in the contest. By the way, you're listening to WJSZ Ashley Owasso. So 37-yard pass from Brett Hudacek to Hunter Blaha on a little look-in. PAT was good by Noah Jaffrey. 35-14, the final. How about stats there, Bartman? Well, Owasso led, led on the ground by uh, Colton Blaha, 107 yards and a touchdown tonight. So uh, congratulations to him in a, uh, in a losing effort. Um, Big stat, of course, is uh, Aiden Rubio, 12 of 15 in the first half for 146 yards and two touchdowns, two of two in the second half for uh, 34 yards, so pretty impressive right there as well. Uh, so, yeah, pretty impressive pretty impressive performance by Goodridge, i got to tell you. Uh, big thing, of course, is uh, the final score, 35-14 Goodridge. Uh, I want to talk about the drive of the game. And, Ted, I have a hard time coming up with the drive of the game because I don't remember what drive it happened on, but it was whatever drive that Tyson Davis made that yeah. sweet one-handed uh, grab for 43 yards. Uh, about midway through led to a score. Led to a score, so we're going to call that the drive of the game right there, man. That was amazing. Drive of the game brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And the player of the game tonight being brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Uh, three guys, two, three generations, three hot takes. Uh, don't call him Marco. Let's call him Aiden Rubio. Uh, just in a really impressive performance. You know, a lot of players that... Uh, Really could have been picked for this. Colton Blaha for Owasso. Jawan Vines, Tyson Davis, both for uh, uh, for Goodrich as well. But Rubio, 
couple of touchdown passes, caught a touchdown pass as well. Pretty impressive running. Uh, you know, just, just an all-around performance by Aiden Rubio. He's our player of the game tonight, brought to you by the Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Yeah, and it's a good one for you, too. Some Michigan State and Michigan talk, and we break down last weekend's game. And uh, we, I believe, you know, we do an edited radio version. I believe we'll probably have a little bit of our 9-11 talk, too, which I think was pretty interesting because, you know, you think about it, Bart. You know, I, I was plenty old to remember 9-11. Matt was a junior in high school, and Jared was two years old. So to kind of get the different perspectives uh -huh. on how we all look at it, you know, Matt and I both talked about where we were, and Jared, you know, we're looking. What's a young millennial? Well, what do you, what do you, what do you take home from 9/11? You know, but yeah. he, he's deep into it. You know, he's watched all the specials and everything, a back backstory to it. So that's where the three three generation thing really shines. Yeah, imagine your entire life being at war. Yeah, I know exactly. And like yeah. Matt said, he's a junior in high school, and we talked about it. You know, when it first happened, first thought in my mind was, oh my God. This is World War Three, and is this the end of the world? Right. You know what I mean. Right. But we'll, if we we uh, again honored everybody that uh, stood up on 9/11 earlier this week, and uh, you know we talked also about just think how great this country was on 9/12. Yeah. How together this country was, and it'd be nice to get back to that. Our next Castle game of the week is next Friday night, September 20th, seven o'clock kickoff. The Goodrich Martians with this win tonight, they traveled to Nick and East Field to take on the Cavaliers, and that will be followed by a very special three-point podcast presentation honoring the inaugural Corona Athletic Hall of, <laughs> Hall of Fame class. And uh, we're going to have interviews with all the inductees, not all the team members of the teams. There were three teams that made it, 47, or the, yeah, the 47 Cavalier football team, the 55 squad, and the 83 basketball team. But it's going to be a fun show. Hopefully you can keep it locked on the castle after the game, just like tonight. I guess that'll do it here, 35-14. Goodrich wins it. We'll send things to my partner, Bart Matthews, with the final words. Well, first off, I want to send a big thanks out to the man that keeps us on the air, gorgeous George, back in the castle studios. And we got to send a big thanks out to uh, not only the Owasso High School Athletic Department, they always take care of us in Wilman Field, but how about what happened before the game, Ted? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Full dinner. You know, uh, the, the culinary program at Owasso High School, just amazing. And uh, Joellen Smith comes into the press box bringing us basically a box lunch. I mean, fried chicken. Yeah. Uh, going to go home and eat the pasta. Going to eat this, uh, you know, the fruit bowl and the big old pickle that came with it and all kinds of great stuff. fruit bowl, I mean, too. they took really good care of us tonight. So uh, yeah. big thanks to them. And, of course, some big thanks going out to our sponsors. I'm talking about Alderman's and Lennon. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Bex Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, KP Auto Body, Mars Furniture and Mattress, Memorial Healthcare, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Schluckbeer Hood Wealth Management Group of Wells Fargo Advisors. The good guys over at Signature Ford Lincoln in Owasso. Also Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. So for Gorgeous George in the studios and Ted Fatal here in the booth, this is Bart Matthews wishing everybody a great weekend. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning at the Deal Zone. Uh, your final score tonight, 35-14 Goodrich. 
over Owasso. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak, with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10, 10, 10. Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. Two, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your larger small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items, and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that, too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 86 of Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three different generations, three hot takes on sports and pop culture. I'm Ted Patel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. On the phone is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Jared Patel is also on the phone of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids. Our partners include Main Street Pizza with locations throughout mid-Michigan, the Corona Connection, Rivals Taphouse and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, and Card Service Michiana. Thanks also to our website network teammates, Sports Radio Detroit, and our radio home, Z92.5 the castle if you like what you hear help us out and continue to grow subscribe on apple podcast itunes soundcloud all the other podcast hosting sites you can also follow us and hit us up with comments on social media at three point pod now the one question i have is are you getting enough football the lions don't lose in the desert for a change but it still sucks michigan needs two overtimes to get by army and msu rolls western We'll talk about that and quite a few other topics right after this. 
What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. Yep, pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Advanced Elevator Company features top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators. An area business leader and longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. Okay, so story time from Jared. And it's going to wrap right into the Michigan. It's going to have a nice little tie-in at the end to it. So to set the stage, Saturday I went to the Michigan State for Western game for my job. Uh, it was a night game, so we didn't get back until, you know, 1 o'clock probably because we had to stay for post. Then we had to edit. So then I'm driving home, and it's about 3 a.m. at this point. So I go to the gas station, and I'm almost out of gas. We're hitting heat, so I pull into the gas station. And this is a gas station kind of in a, a bad part of town a little bit. And for some odd reason, it's not letting me pay with my card at the pump. So then I have to go inside, you know, go through the whole ordeal, waiting in line inside to pay the clerk for my gas. While I'm there, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of hungry, uh, diet not going so well lately. So I kind of cruise over to the snack aisle, grab a, grab a bag of chips and grab uh, one of those, like, rolls of donuts, which aren't very good. Whenever I get those, those like, pre-made donuts, uh, like chocolate-covered, I wonder why I even get these. They're horrible. They're super dry. But anyway, so I grab my stacks. I get in line right before I do. Uh, two American gentlemen come in, and it's 3 a.m., I mind you, and they are wearing what I can describe as, like, a, a varsity letterman coat, and they go right up to One of them has a pimp cane. I don't know if it was, it was a pimp, but it was a cane, and it had, like, a diamond or of some sort on the end of it. So they come in, they're right ahead of me, and they want uh, $100 worth of lottery tickets. So my first thought is, wow, this is going to take forever to get all these lottery tickets. So they're going through, and he's naming off the lottery tickets that he wants. And I'm just standing behind them, you know, with my snacks in my hand, uh, like, like badass kind of. So then I'm just kind of waiting there. And somewhere along the line, things turn sour on this, um, this I don't even know, purchasing of these lottery tickets where he loses his mind. The man with the cane loses his mind. He goes, why are you giving me that look? I said I want the lottery ticket. Why is it taking you 20 minutes to get the lottery ticket? Just grab it and hand it to me. <laughs> and he proceeds to then let out a few uh, racial slurs, similar to what Antonio Brown said to Mike Mayock. <laughs> and he then pounds. So in between the cash register and the rest of the store, there's it's like plastic like covering the clerk. That's when you know you're not in the best, maybe not the best part. No, of no, no. And so he starts pounding on this door. And 
I don't know if he notices that I'm behind him or not, but I'm literally just standing there, like, my eyes kind of, like, darting back and forth, just kind of, like, starting, all right, this is starting to get a little bit out of control. He then proceeds to reach underneath the plastic covering to try to grab his $50 that he paid for. At this point, I'm, like, kind of starting to get on edge. I then proceed to go back to the snack aisle and act like, oh, shoot, I forgot to grab, uh, like, these bags, this bag of chips. I go back over to the bag of chips, start, like, acting like I'm right through, like, oh, I grabbed the wrong thing. And at which point, the guy closes up the plastic thing, finally gets the guy's hand out, and he picks up the phone. Those guys immediately, like, book it out of the gas station. And I'm like, what do I do at this point? Like, if you were me, like, do you, oh, do you go, like, buy the snacks? Do you go pay for your gas? Do you wait? That was the question I was going to ask. So you said you were having credit card problems, so you had to pay for your gas inside, right? Yes. So, so then I said, okay, I'm going to go pay. Oh, boy. And I'm a little bit on edge here, so I, I pay. I walk outside, and sure enough, they're standing there. We make eye contact with each other. We both look at each other, and I shit you not, the guy goes, I didn't even know you were in there. If I would have known you were in there, things might have gone a little bit different. I was like, oh, yeah, just getting some snacks. Like, I literally speed walk about as fast as I can to my car and whiz out as fast as I can. Wow. So what this, what the way I'm tying this into Michigan is that feeling of fright and not necessarily fright, but just agitation and kind of, yeah, I guess fright's a good word, pales in comparison to how I felt watching this absolute horrid Michigan team perform against on Saturday. I, I tell you what, Josh Gaddis has no idea what he's doing. That was my biggest takeaway, and I am scared for the future of Michigan football knowing that he's going to be one calling plays because I'll tell you what, he's clueless, folks. Well, I'll tell you what, it, you set the stage real nice here in the comparison. I like that, Jared. Yeah. And I've been there myself one, one time uh, in Flint, but I'll, I'll move on from there. All right, so we know you think Michigan was horrid. Let's get Matt's opinion before I jump in. <clears throat> Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's a great story. I, I, the whole time I was going to ask you, Jared, I, I'd be curious where you were at because you said it wasn't the best part of town. So I'd be curious where you were at. But, but yeah, I mean, Terp talked about it last week, you know, our, our guest that we had on last week talking about Michigan. This is Gaddis's first run at calling plays. You know, he's been an offensive coach at other stops, but he was never the primary play caller. So this is his first time, and, you know, Harbaugh still says it's 100%. It's, it's Gaddis's job to call plays. So, I mean, it, there is going to be a learning curve there. You can practice all off season, and it's one thing. We, we knock the NFL preseason games, but that's one thing in college. You don't have any preseason games. So sometimes these first couple games are almost like your preseason games to work out some kinks and see what kind of plays actually work in, you know, in a game and all that kind of stuff. And I that's – I, I totally understand the frustration. I'm still on the side that this offense does still look different than the years past. They're still passing more. Uh, they averaged 26 pass attempts per game last year. They're passing it like 31, 32 times. So they are passing the ball more. They're trying to run the read option. It's kind of weird because Shea doesn't look like he's ever pulling the ball. He, it's just like a straight give every time. So I don't know what's going on there. But I, so I'm. it's not like exciting. You know, they're 2-0. and uh, I think the bye week, this is a perfect time for a bye week. Hopefully they can look at the tape and Gaddis can sit here, you know, after two games of being the guy calling the plays and he can maybe sit back and, you know, maybe some things worked, some things didn't. And him and Harbaugh and the rest of the offensive staff can be like, all right, we got some stuff to figure out because if we play like this going into Madison and the rest of their Big Ten schedule, they're not going to make it out with less than two or three losses. There was only one positive, really, that I – well, two positives. Number one, they got the W. Okay, that's the most important. 
Number two, I thought their defense played pretty well. Yeah, Army was cranking, you know, three, three and a half yards of carry. They converted, I think, three first, three fourth down plays. They had the ball a lot, but Michigan's defense played pretty strong. The big question I have is, and it is a question that I would direct at Coach Gaddis, <clears throat> you know, if you're going to run, you know, your running back, Charbonnet, 33 times, and this almost goes back to Harbaugh, then why in the hell don't you go back to the fullback? And if that's, if that's what you're going to run, okay. But what happened to the RPO? And, the, you know, you mentioned it a little bit. That What happened to Patterson, you know, running that and, and then doing the option? I mean, did they do that much in the game at all? It's hilarious how, as Matt especially, you're still holding off hope, man. I told you after week one, and it's only true after week two, the writing is on the wall for this team. They suck. There's no other way to put it. They suck. Gaddis, as I mentioned before, yeah, there's like he's running Charbonnet. Listen to this stat line. 33 carries for 100 yards. Zach Charbonnet, the guy that Matt was going gaga over last week over how good he was. 33 carries, 100 yards. And, and, and I almost wish that they would have lost this game just so that, like, Army could, like, deserve it. Like, I like Army. Everyone loves Army. Like, at least they could have, like, won it. Finally gotten over the hump. They went to overtime with Oklahoma last year. Maybe finally they'd win because – Maybe that could have brought them some joy, whereas Michigan, you know that that loss is coming. And Matt, sounds like you think it's it's just going to be, and I'd be curious to hear what you have to say, but it sounds like you think that they're going to get it to figure it out. They're not going to. Might as well lower your expectations now. Well, I will jump in to. with this. Matt's still, I'm sure, thinking. Charbonnet is going to be an excellent running back. Yeah, 33 carries, but he did have three touchdowns, and he had 100 yards. So... He, he seems to be the guy, if you're going to have your running back, he's going to do nothing but get better. My biggest concern, what's going on with Patterson? I mean, you've got to protect the football again. And did they? Did he have some sort of injury that they're hiding? I mean, what's going on? I mean, they've said that his oblique was injured. Gaddis said that he, he was nursing an oblique injury, but Harbaugh said he was 100% healthy. So who knows what's going on there. But that that's what it seemed like to me, like on some of his throws, Maybe he wasn't able to drive the ball because of his oblique, or maybe that's why he wasn't running. Maybe that's why he wasn't pulling the ball on the read option because he was a little banged up. So hopefully maybe this bye week will help him out. Yeah, because that's the thing. If if he's not healthy to the point where you're not able to run your offense, this offense was supposed to be the RPO, was supposed to be a read option. If he's not healthy to the extent that you can't run those plays, then, yeah, McCaffrey should be in there because if, you know, if, if Patterson's not – blowing the doors off the defense and you're having to change your play calling because he's not healthy, then, yeah, you need to bring in your backup. But, I mean, yeah, I, I am still super excited about Charbonnet because one reason, I, he's a true freshman, and when he looks as good as he does as a true freshman, I kind of don't know how you're not excited. I mean, yeah, you'd like to see more than three yards per carry with 33 carries, but, I mean, he's still he's looking like a workhorse back. First workhorse back Michigan's seen since probably Mike Hart. You know, a guy that you can give the ball 33 times and, and he's going to carry the load. So, you know, I one thing, Army's defense also, Army is a good team. You know, they're not going to challenge for the national championship or anything like that, obviously, but they're a good team. Obviously, everyone's talked about how they gave Oklahoma a run last year. You know, that's been talked about, you know, at nauseum, but they did. They gave, they took Oklahoma to 
overtime last year and Oklahoma made the college football playoff. And so, you know, some people did forget that. The other thing, too, about it is they held Kyler Murray last year in that Oklahoma game to his worst performance of the year. He averaged about 300, 350 yards passing per game last year, and he only passed for 160 yards against Army. So it was his worst passing performance. And Oklahoma's offense last year, every game that they didn't play Army, scored 50 points per game. They only scored 28 against Army. So I know that's last year's team. It's a different year. But, you know, people are acting like Army is like some pushover Louisiana Monroe type team. And they're, they're a legitimate team. They make teams uncomfortable. And so, yeah, again, like we said last week when Michigan kind of struggled with MTSU, you'd much rather see them, you know, run over teams like Ohio State has been or whatever. But, you know, maybe this is a learning experience. They had to grind some wins out. Like, I, you know, Ted, I saw you tweeted after the game that they didn't necessarily deserve to win. To me, the defense went out and won the game. I mean, they I don't know, like, deserve to win. Who deserves to win? The team that scored the most points. But to me, they went out and won the game. I mean, they, they turned the ball over. They forced turnovers. I, I don't know. I, yeah. They had, they had a grind out a win. I would rather see them grind out a win than just blow someone out 79 to 7. Like I said, I'll take the win. If there was if you if I was going to lose one game this year, that I I'd, I'd rather lose to Army than anybody else cuz they gave a hell of an effort. And the reason I I said that Saturday, everything was fresh, you know. Now that we've had a couple days we're recording this on Tuesday the 10th. I've mellowed just a little bit, but I was angry just like Jared during that game. And when I said that they blew it or Michigan didn't deserve to win, Think about the pass that Army threw down there deep down the field that Michigan picked off and saved the game. I mean, Army gets a field goal there. You think Michigan wins that game? You think it even goes to overtime? I don't. Yeah, who knows? And I mean, I think I don't. I don't know if you guys remember. I think Harbaugh, he would if they would have ended up Michigan would have ended up losing this game. He'd have a lot of questions to answer because in the fourth quarter they went for it a couple times. Yes. Uh, on fourth down, one time they could have kicked a field goal to try and take the lead. And the second time, it was about at midfield, they went for it and got absolutely stuffed. Terrible call. Yeah, it's just like, man, if they didn't pull that out, he, he would have had some questions to answer. I'm fine with those moves. you got to have some pride. What is it with Army? Wherever they go, the opposing team sings their fight song. And what's up with the middle of the game? Why does Army have, like, a band section on the field? <laughs> I get that it's Army. I get that they serve our country. But, I mean, there's got to be some rules in place. You can't have a whole student on the field. I think that might affect the game a little bit. Secondly, the Oklahoma versus Army last year, Matt, that's a, that's a lazy take. Army last year is Oklahoma's biggest kryptonite. I mean, the way that they play to control the ball, that's why Kyler Murray's stats are down, because they had the ball the world. And, and you really think Oklahoma, probably the worst defense in history, was going to be able to stop Army's rushing attack? No. And, and just the way that, and you guys are sitting here talking about Zach Sharp and how he's going to be good in the future. I thought that we said it was, if not this year, then when for this Michigan program? We don't have time for him to become a better back. He is what he is, and what he is right now is 33 carries for 100 yards against Army. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I understand three yards per carry isn't ideal, but I'm not going to get, a, get mad at a guy for 33 carries for 100 yards and three touchdowns. When's the last time Michigan okay, had a back who can do that, especially a true freshman? Someone's got to score the touchdowns. I almost like don't even count. It's not like he was busting off 50-yard touchdowns. He's punching in goal line touchdowns. <laughs> could have thrown in, I don't know, Brady Hope could have punched those. Ted could have punched those <laughs> touchdowns then back in his day. And it's just the way that like Shea looks sloppy, and it goes. It all comes back to Josh Gaddis. He's probably number one, two, and three with this team. Putting McCaffrey in for one play in, in the third quarter, like he thinks it's like Madden or something. I, it's like he's his play calls. 
are just confusing. And Ted, for you to sit there and say, like, oh, it was, it was a win, quote-unquote, you said on Twitter, mid-game, this is disaster for Michigan. Yeah, disaster. That's what I thought. You're right. It was not. Did they play a good game, in my opinion? No. They got lucky to come away with a win, in my viewpoint. I haven't, I haven't changed my opinion on that. I guess my point is, is like sometimes you have to win ugly, and you're not going to win every single game by 60 points or whatever. I mean, yeah, Alabama or Clemson have had some seasons like that, it seems like. But, you know, I think Michigan is also still with a new offensive coordinator, and it's not excuses. It's just saying, you know, they've had to work out some kinks with this offense. And would you like to see better execution? Of course. But I'm not going to get mad at a team grinding out a win. Now, the biggest thing will be after a bye week, like I said, after a bye week, having the chance to look at some tape and hopefully get healthy, if they go into Madison and, and play like they did these first two games, then, yeah, that's going to tell a lot to me because Wisconsin's playing really well. They're, I'm pretty sure they're ranked top ten in the country right now. So, I mean, they're, they can't just go into Madison and think they're going to be able to kind of play the way they have the last couple of weeks and, and win a game. They're going to have Jonathan Taylor running all over them if that's the case. So we're that's, two, that's what I want to see. How do, how do they adjust after this bye week? Yeah, we're two weeks in, all right, and we know Jared is completely frustrated, completely off the bandwagon, right? I wish I could have, like, the boyhood, you know, Michigan drinking the Kool-Aid like Matt does right now, but I just, I just can't. So I'm not drinking Kool-Aid. I'm just still I'm – not, I'm not punting on them like everyone else is. You should, man. I, they – I don't want. I don't want you. To, I'm your friend. I don't want you to be hurt. You know, come Madison or come Notre Dame or Michigan State. <laughs> Most likely Michigan State, which we'll get into later. I just what punt on it now. Punt on it now, and you're gonna that Michigan State 17 to 14 loss is gonna feel a lot worse. It's gonna feel a lot better than it possibly could. Yeah, I'm, we will see. This bye week is gonna be telling. I know. Uh, I'm definitely not throwing in the towel. Sometimes that bye week can make a big difference. And on top of that, sometimes going on the road brings a team together. So <laughs> I was, was going to ask you guys, Jared, you brought up like the fans and you know Army kind of having a cheering section before we move on to MSU and everything. I, I asked, I was texting some buddies during the game, and I was curious. Do you think that when when you're playing Army or Air Force or Navy or you know the service academies, do you think the players like? talk trash to those players like wouldn't it almost be kind of weird like you know talking trash like you normally do during a game but then you know these guys are like fighting for your freedom like do you think you talk trash the same in those games you know i have firsthand experience one of my buddies may or may not be a manager on a math team uh where they played army a few times and i'm not saying that this is funny but this is the sort of trash talk where you get um where they lost to army in which one of the one of the Eastern players yelled, have fun in Iraq. And I'm not <laughs> saying that that's... <laughs> yeah, that, that's might be, that, that might be a good match. Yeah, that's over I the guess. line. But I bet, I bet the Army players were not talking trash. That would be my guess. <laughs> Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10, 10, 10. Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. Two, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again.
Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. TheCoronaConnection.com knows it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that at Corona at CoronaConnection.com. And speaking of Corona... All parents want to do what's best for their child, right? Well, look no further than the Corona Public Schools where nearly 40% of the entire student population are school of choice students. Rated the top high school in Shiawassee County by U.S. News & World Report, young or old, it's great to be gold. As you guys know, I was at the Michigan State versus Western game. I was covering it mm -hmm. for Fox 17. And I know you're supposed to be, you know, unbiased and, you know, kind of like Ted, the golden age of journalism. You know, you can't be biased on the sidelines probably. i got to be honest, it was hell on earth sitting through this game <laughs> where I'm surrounded by Michigan State fans and I'm just watching or Western Michigan just get absolutely smashed. I mean, they talk about a team that walked onto the field and lost it before the game even started. You should have saw this post-game presser where they were so chipper and upbeat. The coach is saying how good, basically sucking off this MSU team. And along with the players, how oh, this is the best defense they've ever, ever seen in history of football and, and this and that. And I'm just sitting in the back of this presser, just like almost throwing up, dry heaving in the back of this, just listening to this. The Mac's horrible. And my biggest takeaway from this, Michigan State fans, basically acting like they won the Super Bowl. When did beating Western, and I get that they looked good, when did beating Western become impressive? I, like they, I remember the Michigan State days where that was expected. Now it's like it's a Super Bowl achievement. Well, it's probably become uh, more expected now. But remember, they lost to Central Michigan a couple times. They had to hurt. Yes, but that was Central Michigan with Brian Kelly, Antonio Brown. and True, Dan but still. But, yeah, a bit different. Image. You know, you, you talked about uh, being on the sidelines and feeling sick because obviously you're not a Spartan fan, but you did behave yourself, though, right? You kept it under control? Yes, 100%. All right. Now, you even though they're playing Western, not the greatest Western team, I was watching it on TV. I was pretty impressed with their quarterback. I thought he threw the ball pretty well. What was it like there on the field? That was what the coaches like, uh, and I believe the coach's name is Monk, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, not for sure on that. I shouldn't even know his name because of how poorly he looked, uh, how poorly they looked uh, against Michigan State. But, yeah, that was his like, main takeaway, saying how his quarterback, he, like he's special and how he was doing a really nice job. Well, and I will say this, like, they should have scored more points than they did. Their kicker missed a couple field goals. They kind of settled for, you know, field goals, and I think they should have probably went for it. And, I don't know, he looked good, but it's like, why are we wasting so much time at Western? I mean, the story of this game was Michigan State. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they opened it up. Lewerke looked good. You know, it looks like they have some pretty decent receivers that we were, we didn't know about. You know, Daryl Stewart had 185 yards and 10 catches. Uh, you know, they, they, they had some bright spots on offense. Yes, it was against Western, but they worked out some bugs. They needed to do that before they take on Arizona State. But I, I thought that was a huge uh, rebound week for D'Antonio. I mean, obviously... He got him motivated, and 
they look pretty good. Uh, yeah, and you know, you can say you can diss Western all you want, but they are a uh, Division One school. They play. They have had a pretty good success rate in the last few years. I'm not sure exactly about last year, but I mean, they they've had a run here within the last five years. So it's a big win for MSU putting 51 on the board. That's what I mean. You're calling it a big win. Well, it's a W, and it's it's a it's a it's a turnaround game from week one. Remember, we, we there was nothing that really impressed us with the Spartans in that opener. No. Yeah, not, I, I, mean, the defense, I get what but. both of you guys are saying. Like I, like Jared said, if if you want to be, you know, obviously Michigan State's had a couple down years since they won the Big Ten and everything. But if you want to be an elite team, whooping up on Western Michigan shouldn't make the fans as happy as what it seems it did. But to your point, Ted, I think after seeing the offense in Week One. And then seeing them in week two, I, I mean, you got to be happy with that because whether it's Western or whoever it is, you just like to see a team execute. And that's, I mean, that's what Michigan fans have been upset about the last two weeks. They should feel good that they saw some, you know, they got a freshman running back that had a great game too. So you got that. So the big test, like you said, is Arizona State coming in because Arizona State's defense, it's going to be the best defense Michigan State has seen so far. You know, Arizona State's defense is pretty good. So, you know, that, that'll be a good test. The thing, like, with, with this game is, like, Michigan State fans, and I guess us in general, like, yes, their offense looked good. Brian Lewerke looked good. Uh, their running game looked a lot better than it has in the past. Definitely a lot better than Michigan's. That's for damn sure, regardless of whether they're playing Army or Western Michigan. But it's like, you got to take it with a grain of salt. I mean, just look at some of these max scores from this past week. Buffalo at Penn State. Penn State 45, Buffalo 13. This is the best one. This, might, this one makes you laugh out loud. Fire up chips, right, uh, Ted? Yeah. Central Michigan at Wisconsin 61-0. to UAB, who didn't even have a football program a few years ago, at Akron, beats Akron by 11. Bowling Green at Kansas State, Kansas State 52, Bowling Green 0. So it's like, it's a max school. This might be the worst max season that I've seen in a while, and I love the max. But at some point, State fans, just cut the grips with the fact that it is Western and that although your offense is good against Western, we're really going to find out what type of team this is next this week. Well, it should be a fun game to watch, I think. And uh, I think it's a 4 o'clock start, so that's a, that's a great way to start uh, – your, your Saturday afternoon and get ready for the evening. Now, another question I have for you on the Spartan game since you were there covering it. How ugly were those uniforms up close? They looked, and I know the Spartans, they looked better in person than I expected. They weren't quite as bad looking on the actual players, like in action, than they looked on that mannequin, like the picture that was going all over Twitter and stuff. But I will say there's a lot of the players were getting asked at the postgame at Michigan State, like, oh, like, was it because of the jerseys? Is that why you guys look so good? And all of them, you could tell that the Antonio basically gave them a gag order to not say anything bad about those jerseys. Because they all kind of, like, would laugh a little bit and say, like, oh, no, those jerseys, they're awesome. And, like, everyone knew, like, they were kind of joking. So I think they got to bring those jerseys back. I mean, you you got to keep wearing those until you, you lose. I think about Michigan State, I love those jerseys if I'm a fan because that's the best they've looked in a long time, wearing those ugly, atrocious jerseys. Yeah, they were pretty ugly to me, and I thought the big, big-ass state across the front really made them look nasty. Now, I know, Matt, you've been on record of saying <clears throat> you like their white ones, the all-whites, and I agree with you. Those are those are sweet. Oh, yeah, the white helmets with the... I, I Just same with Michigan. I like Michigan's all-white uniforms, too. So, But, yeah, you add the white helmet that Michigan State wears sometimes. I mm-hmm. think that's a cool uniform. But, I mean, yeah, I, I'm kind of with Jared. I mean, if anything, it gets people talking about Michigan State, whether it's good or bad. And then if you go out there and win, then it's you know, it's kind of like Oregon or Maryland or some of these other teams that have some, like, ridiculously crazy uniforms. If you're wearing them and you're winning, who cares? I'd, yeah, and so if I'm Michigan State, I'd, I'd wear them 
I don't know, every home game this year, you know, whatever. If, if, it, if it's a good luck charm, why not? You I'm saving those that I'm whooping around against Michigan. And let me just say, I think if Michigan and Michigan State played this week, I think Michigan State would beat them 100%. Michigan State's beating them. No way of knowing, but the way they're playing right now, <clears throat> that's not going too far out on a limb. I mean, Jared, you're, you're a gambling man, and I know I tweeted it out, but Vegas hasn't really moved the line very much for Michigan. They, they're still favored in uh, games against Ohio State and Notre Dame, according to Vegas. So not everyone is punting on Michigan like Jared. Well, maybe Jared needs to throw a few bucks down. Against them? Oh, 100%. Yeah. That's the thing. It's called, that's what I like to call the Michigan tax. There's always going to be guys like Matt, guys like my buddy Josh Richardson, who are just going to bet on Michigan no matter how many points they're providing. And, and they're count, they count on those guys. We know that Michigan has such a huge fan base. That's why they set the line that high. That's why it hasn't moved, because they're always going to get action on Michigan. Just like Michigan versus Ohio State last year, where we favored by seven points against them, five. Probably shouldn't have been favored by that much. But we'll bet on Michigan no matter what. Well, we'll see what happens down the road. we got a long ways to wait before they tee it up. you got to say one more thing on the Spartans, Mark D'Antonio. Uh, he's obviously proven to be the man over there on the sidelines as head coach. He tied Duffy Doherty's mark with 109 wins. And, you know, a lot of that's longevity, of course. But uh, he's got it done over there. He's had, he's had a few down seasons, too. But uh, the guy knows how to coach. Oh, he, he knows how to coach, and that's the thing. I mean, he, he's always been, you know, the, the thing is, like, people always say he doesn't, a lot of times, he has had some really good recruiting classes, but he's not always up there at number one or number two, like Alabama and Ohio State always are. Even Michigan has had some classes up there, up in the top five. You know, Mark D'Antonio, a lot of times, he might get one or two five-star guys, but he's developing a lot of the two, three, four-star guys. So it is impressive what he's done at Michigan State because, most people see Michigan State as a basketball school, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah. So it is good. I, I will always say that he has established the program. He, you know, it's not taking anything away from him. A lot of this run, though, has been through a, probably the worst stretch of Michigan football ever with the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era. And then Penn State went through their whole thing with their, you know, the situation they had to go through, losing scholarships and everything. So I think those two situations did help him. They still had to go out there and win the games, but – Having Michigan and Penn State going through what they did, I, you know, that, I think that definitely helped. How about, uh, yeah, Duffy Doherty, quite a coach back in his back in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm not really going anywhere with that, but no, Duffy I, Doherty. Yeah, yeah, that goes back to my time for sure. And of course, Duffy, uh, he had he had local ties here. He recruited Brad Van Pelt from Owasso, obviously. Uh, he was friends with Bear Bryant, you know, and and really part of Duffy's success came from the fact that. You know, the African-Americans, they could not play down at Alabama and Mississippi and in the South. So Bear sent some of the top players back up here to Michigan State. And if you look at the dominant Michigan State teams in the mid-60s, you know, Bubba Smith, Clint Jones, Jimmy Ray, some of the others, it was all because of Bear Bryant. It was all because of prejudice back in the day down in the South. And Duffy took advantage of it, and good for him. Yeah, it sounds like he uh, was quite a, yeah, like you said, a lot of those players played on the defensive lines, of which Doherty called, uh, they became known as Duffy Duffies. So, <laughs> quite some, quite a bunch of players right there. Yeah, well, congratulations to D'Antonio. He's obviously going to pass Doherty's mark, whether it's this week or not, but he'll pass it this year. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. <laughs> 
pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. We all love bargain hunting at an auction, right? Well, go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for information on upcoming auctions. They have an auction house that is jam-packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com. Also, sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. Hey, we all need a pub to chill out and relax at, right? Well, ours is Rivals. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. Big event coming up September 7th at 8 o'clock. Come on out, celebrate the 80s and Freddie Mercury's birthday. The 80s and Queen, they're going to be featured with karaoke, trivia, and 89-cent well drinks. Also, every Thursday is bike night at Rivals with specials all evening long. Awesome food and drink. Rivals Tap House and Grill in Corona. All right, guys, Jeez, uh, we're, we're getting into heavy football topics, and I think maybe the most depressing of the weekend was the performance by our Lions. Jared, you've been on fire here so far, so why don't you start us off? Yeah, I can start you off. As you guys know, the way I saw it was either it was me at Detroit Lions blowing out the Cardinals, which is what, which is what we thought it was going to be, you know, heading into the fourth quarter, or it was going to be the Kyler Murray coming out party. Unfortunately, it, like, really wasn't either of them. Like, there's still a lot of question marks with Kyler Murray. The Lions just looked absolutely atrocious in the fourth, basically the whole second half. But there was one realization I came to, and this was in the first half when things were going well for the Lions and Matt Stafford, and he had that beautiful, like, moving around the pocket, throw it deep to Danny Amendola play. Matt Stafford's our guy. You know, he might not win a Super Bowl with him. He might not be good enough to win a Super Bowl with. But I'm fine with losing because he's our guy. You know, we drafted him. I'm there with him through the good, through the bad. He's who the Lions need at quarterback. He's our guy. As I said, like, three or four times now, he's our guy. There's just nothing else to say there. But I, it just, you guys, you guys, I, I had already told you that I was kind of punted on this season before it even happened. So I wasn't surprised when the Lions, you know, quote unquote, Lions. So it just, it was just, it was sad to see, and it just kind of reaffirmed everything I knew already knew about Matt Patricia. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with you more so far. I mean, it's it's sad, and I I love Stafford too. I mean, he's our guy, best quarterback they've ever had. But I feel so sorry for some of these players and us fans as well. I mean, it's just been such a sorry organization. 
and it's just it you, you just expect to blow an 18 point lead in the fourth <laughs> quarter you just know it's coming yeah i mean when they went up 24-6 in the fourth quarter and i mean like you guys said like they were they were rolling they played stafford, good. stafford was playing they were actually playing on both sides of the ball really well the one thing about it we talked about western michigan with michigan state i think arizona <sighs> stinks you know i i don't know you know, rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, you know, my, by the end of the year they might be playing well, but right now the Cardinals aren't any good. So, whatever. To see the Lions playing as well as they were offense and defense and Prater was hit, hitting big kicks, like, it, it actually felt like the Lions were, you know, looking like a pretty good team. We've watched the Lions enough, especially you, Ted, that to the point where it's like, and they're up 24-6, and you kind of see Arizona start hitting some passes, Murray starts moving the ball a little bit, you start getting that feeling of, like, how are the Lions going to blow this? Oh, without a doubt. You just start thinking that. There's no doubt about it. There really aren't any positives from this game. I mean, Matt Stafford, he looked good at, like, when I tweeted that out, that he's our guy, but then he kind of fell apart later in the game. TJ Hawkinson, That's a I guess the only thing, he's a positive. That's really the only thing. He's already better than Ebron. And I'd love to see Ebron had a big-time drop in the Colts games versus the Chargers, which kind of had a fist bump when I saw that. <laughs> why is it that we hate Eric Ebron so much, like as a Lions fan? What was it about him? I, I don't know why I hate him so much, but I, I'm rooting for him more, rooting against him more than anyone else in the entire NFL. I, I think they, they had drafted Brandon Pettigrew like a couple years earlier with a, a first-round draft pick. Yep. He was like, okay. But then they spent another first-round draft pick on another tight end in Ebron. So it was almost like he was set up to fail. Lions fans already, like, hated him coming in because it was another first-round draft pick on a tight end. And then when he started dropping the ball a lot, you know, kind of in some big spots, that he was just doomed, you know, to Lions fans. 100% agree. I mean, yeah, the drops are what really doomed him. And then when he left the organization, you know, he just – he showed he had thin skin because he let the booze get to him, you know, instead of just being a professional, collect your check and start catching the damn ball. The other thing with this game, our offensive line looked horrible. I mean, Frank Ragnall is getting ragdolled out there. And and I think what's even worse, I think it was the worst offensive line on the field. And that's coming from the other team where one of their linemen literally sacked Kyler Murray. And we tied them. Like, the Arizona Cardinals are terrible. The, The Lions already came out for next week. Ravens are a 14-point favorite over the Cardinals. It, it's just things are going aren't going are to go south from here. And although I'm a Matt Stafford guy, if hypothetically we could tank for the first pick, I would take to a tackle of Loyola, or however you say his name, with that pick, without a doubt. And I think that that's where Lions fans have to kind of accept that, hey, we're not a playoff team. This team's bad, just like Michigan football. Yeah, well, maybe don't, maybe, maybe just kind of punt on this team. Who's going to tank right, better, the Lions or Miami? The, Miami, yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins look like maybe the worst team. I saw their their odds. I think before the season started, were like five hundred to one to win the Super Bowl. After one game, they're all the way up to ten thousand <laughs> one. So <laughs> Vegas might be looking at them as maybe the worst football team ever. And then they've got like a bunch of players apparently are asking to be traded and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, but I, I'm not, man, Jared. You're you're pretty cynical for a, for a young guy over there. I mean. It's been one game. It was, I mean, it was another Lions way to, I was going to say lose a game. They didn't lose. But, you know, the Lions never, they never short us on all the different ways that they, they blow leads in games. But, I mean, the rest of the NFC North didn't look all that great. I know Aaron Rodgers is over there, and, you know, they're probably the favorite. But, you know, I'm one game. I'm not going to punt on the Lions after one game. The offense did look good. I'm Outside of 
I'm punting. Never called that time out. Outside of that play, the offense did look good. I am punting. I'm with Jared on this. The Cardinals had a lineman tackle Tyler Murray. Their own guy. (laughs) I mean, what else? And look, look at this murderer's row of a schedule coming up. Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs, Packers, Vikings. Ouch. And by the way, I looked up, like, I use the term murderer's row a lot, and I wanted to know what it meant. I kind of figured it was, like, maybe, like, 27, Dahmer, 27 Dahmer. Yankees. Yeah, I thought maybe it was, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's, like, murder list or something like that. No, it's the 27 Yankees, one through six batting lineup with, like, Babe Ruth and Garrick. Right. And I think I'm going to stop using that comment because I'm pretty sure that you know, take any scrub it up pitcher for probably in the minors, could probably strike all those guys out with basketball <laughs> nowadays. So I'm, I'm, I'm not using that comment. I'm impressed that Jared Especially, was using an old baseball reference. But he didn't know what it was. Right, I didn't, right. So I had to look it up, and I just I done using that comment because I don't believe that that was a murderer's row. <laughs> well, I don't know if we have anything else about the Lions. I mean, does Patricia does he, does he last the year? Like I said, I don't know who actually called the timeout. It, the, the video it looked like Bevel motion for the timeout, but head coaches are the only ones that can call timeouts, so I, I mean, Patricia must have been the one to do Plus it. Plus, they hear each other in the headphones, right? The headsets? Right. And so, I mean, they, he must, they must have been talking about it. Yeah. And but, Bevel, had, Bevel has all his physical abilities. Patricia couldn't run on the field to call timeout, so that's probably what happened, in my view. Right. So, I mean, a, after that mess up, if well, they do end up, I mean, like you guys are already predicting, if they end up going 5-11 and 11 or something like that, it, it's tough to keep them around, because if that's the case, they you know, they spent a ton of money in the offseason. They, they invested a lot in the defense. You know, they drafted a bunch of skill players and, you know, signed some more skill players for the offense. So, I mean, if, they, if there's no improvement this year, I, I, it, it's tough to fire a guy after two years, but, I mean, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. I mean. Cash plays the Vegas bets now, 100 to 1 odds. He's the first coach fired. That is, or actually, no, 10 to 1 odds. So, sounds like a lot of people expect him to be fired, too. My problem with Matt Patricia. So this whole, like, training camp, we never really talked about it. He was coaching from a golf cart or a quad of something because he hurt his leg. Listen, I, I, I'm fine. You know, it's your body. Do whatever you want to it. Eat what you want. Like I said, I'm, I, we talked about it before. I'm kind of battling a diet right now. But the second that your diet and just – I'm gonna, and I know that it was like he, like, tore his ACL or something. You can't tell me that it's not because he doesn't weigh 400 pounds. <laughs> the second that your diet starts to affect your ability to coach – is the second I start to have a problem with it. So maybe it's time to change what he's eating. You know, maybe pull the whole Chip Kelly, get a whole all the fruits and vegetables into that facility instead of the Twinkies and donuts that he's probably eating. And also, one more thought on the Lions. There was a video circulating the Internet on Twitter where Matt Stafford said, trust me, you know, trust me. It was like it was in the fourth, it was in the fourth quarter when the Lions were up by eight, and I think they decided to punt on like a fourth and five or something no, like that. No, no, it's when they called the timeout. So when they called the timeout. I'm fine with that. Like, I would probably agree. Like, we should probably trust him more. But when a few minutes later you come on the field and nearly throw a pick six, first off, what were the Lions doing in, in the last like, minute? Like, the most half-assed attempt to score I've probably ever seen in my life. Just take the knee. Get out of there with the go to overtime. Absolutely. But when minutes later Matt Stafford throws a pass that should have been picked for six and should have lost us the game right on the spot, that's when maybe I think, okay, there's a reason why they're not quite giving you trust. Well, I mean, his mind was his mind was scrambled, Jared. I mean, you could, you could see that when he went to the sidelines, and then the call that they came up with after that timeout—where did that come from? That's what I mean. They 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 had the perfect play drawn up to get that first down when they called the timeout. So obviously, that's really annoying. 
But then you you still could have ran a good play after that to get five yards. And they ran all four receivers straight vertical routes. And then he just, like, chucked up a ball and it was incomplete. And it's like, yo, you can be pissed off that they called a timeout. That's fine. But, like, what was that play call? I think that was – I think that was – Finally, all all the lion mentality, negativity, all crashed at the same time. They had the game won, right? I mean, Stafford completes that little swing pass out. You don't call timeout. That game's over. Lions win. Then all of a sudden, Stafford sees that. It, he just lost his mind. I really think he did. And even, yeah. even, even down the stretch when he threw that, should have been an interception, should have been the end of the game. Cardinal should have won it right there. What a fitting way that would have been to lose. I almost wish that would have been picked. That would have been almost like, oh. almost like hilarious. I think like, it kind of would have been funny. Kind of wish that that would have been picked. I mean, do you fire you fire Patricia right then and there if that would have happened? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people obviously calling for that, and you know, obviously tough to do that after one game. But right, seeing that, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're right, Ted. I think the negativity, you know, just that negative mindset. Yeah. You know, Detroit against everybody type of thing. It finally like came in, and it's just. I don't know what they're doing in overtime, especially when you watch that Monday night game when Drew Brees drove his team down in, like, whatever, 30 seconds and got him within field goal range and kicked a winning field goal. And then you see what the Lions were trying to do. Like, I mean, what's weird, though, is Stafford used to do stuff like that. He was a guy that would drive the team down, you know, in short short time. But right. That was before he was lionized, man. Now, right. now it's in his head. I mean, and it's a good segue right here because I think – I think we've talked enough about the Lions. Jesus. Oh, yeah. But uh, you talk about the Monday night game with with the Saints and Texans and then, you know, go to Sunday night and Tom Brady and the Patriots. I mean, you look at teams like that and how they play under the lights, you know, the spotlight's on them in the national game, and they step up and they show. They show why we love NFL at the top of the list, you know, the, the, these elite teams and players. What a difference between them and what we see in Detroit. Yep, we started the year on Monday Night Football, right, against yep. the Jets and let a rookie quarterback torch us, and Stafford, I think, threw four picks or whatever. Yep. So, you know, in the couple times they've made the playoffs with Stafford, you know, they always come up short. Can't ever, like you said, under the lights, just step up and win a game. And you watch, obviously they're on different levels, Tom Brady and some of these other guys, Drew Brees. Oh. But, yeah, just the execution. I mean, you can just tell that – they just look like they deserve to be there. They should be there. They're they're used to the moment, and the Lions can't even close out the Cardinals. <laughs> they're right. Well, that Saints game and that finish of that game, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how to describe it. I mean, that was like a, a sports orgasm. I mean, it was <laughs> it was unbelievable. To, yeah. You know, you see Houston come downfield, two passes. They're in the end zone. Looks like they're going to win the game. Then. They got roughing the kicker, <laughs> you know, and missed the mixed the extra point, but got a second chance. Part, yeah. And then, and a breeze. Three plays later, they win the game on a 58-yard field goal. I mean, it was unbelievable the end of that game. It was. It's just a great game, and it's just two good teams going back and forth, which we we just we we rarely see that as Lions fans. We rarely get to appreciate that. Right. And it just. It really was. It's Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and, and that is why NFL football, I mean, if you needed a re- reminder of why NFL football is so popular and so awesome, it, it was that game. It really was the best game of the weekend, and and I love that 7-10 time slot. I do, too. That's what the Monday Night Football game should always be. I forget who initially tweeted it out, but I saw some people say, would you, would you be for two Monday Night games every week, you know, 
someone said, like, take away that Thursday night game. I'm all for it. Yeah, give us two Monday night games, so you guys would like that? I would. I mean, I, what well, I saw that You wouldn't even tweet. watch that late game, though. You wouldn't even watch the late game, though. How can you say that, Ted? Uh, you know, that, that part's true, but I, I hardly ever watch the Thursday night. Game? I'd rather watch a college game on Thursday night. and, and have the, I love the early start on Monday night. I do, yeah, too, but you didn't watch the Thursday night game, Packers and Bears? Uh, that, yeah, that's different. That's the NFL opener. The thing is, it's like... I am, when people like my, this is what my dad always complains about. Oh, it's like, I wish, I miss the days when it was all on Sunday. I'm fine with football, watching football every night of the week. What am I going to watch tonight? Look at, look at what we're doing. We don't have football, so what are we doing? We're recording a podcast. That's true. I'm, if I could have football every night of the week during football season, I, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. Like, and I know that Ted's probably going to say, look, you millennials, you have no, like, attention span or whatever. But no, it's just, I might as well, if I'm going to be watching TV, I'd rather be watching that than my fifth time rewatching The Office on Netflix. That's the way I look yeah. at it. I think there is something, too. It was cool. I mean, Monday Night Football has been around for a long time. But, you know, when it was high school on Friday, college on Saturday, NFL on Sunday, you know, that's kind of cool. But, yeah, I'm with you, Jared. I mean, the Tuesday night action, the Thursday night games, it is cool. You brought up the Pats and, you know, the Patriots just absolutely train wrecking the, the Steelers. And then they also get to add Antonio Brown to the offense. Oh. I mean, is that just, like, is that unfair? It, it almost is. I mean, I did want to ask you guys your opinion, though. Was this just a, a just an absolute setup, brilliant move by Antonio Brown to make sure that he made his way to the Patriots? I mean, was that all a setup? I, I love how, no, people are so overthinking this, like, Antonio Brown is some mastermind. No, this is the same guy. Are we forgetting that, like, six months ago he, like, bleached his mustache blonde? Yeah. I mean, it's the same guy. He's not some mastermind. He's just a weirdo. He's, he's a, what do you expect from a Central Michigan Chippewa where he goes to Wayside every night and uh, O'Kelly's and that whole spot? It's weird. It's, it's, it's a different – there's different air in Mount Pleasant up there. I don't, there. There's some weirdos that come from there. Yeah, but do you put him in the category of OBJ there with the Browns and he's wearing some orange watch that costs $200,000? I mean, it seems like these guys intentionally do outrageous things because it just puts their name out there and makes them more money somewhere along the line. I bet you OBJ probably got an endorsement. Oh, he had a sponsor to. from that watch. He had to have. I, that was awesome. See, like that's I think that might be where the age just becomes a OBJ wearing that watch. Now was awesome. Now, granted, you can't go out and lose by thirty <laughs> when you do that, and you probably have to like score two touchdowns and like receive like two hundred yards for it to really work. But it's still an awesome look, and and I wasn't against that. But with the second that Antonio Brown, you know, does all this stuff, there's and I know that this might surprise you as somebody who's like on social media all the time, kind of my my generation, what we do. But at some point, like Antonio Brown posting basically everything of his life on the Instagram and creating like a whole movie out of a phone call with John Gruden, like it gets a little bit too much yeah. for me. Well, it certainly, gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes down through the season with Belichick and Brady. There, they're all. Uh, it's uh, it's a honeymoon right now. Let's see what happens down the stretch. But I'll tell you what, they are loaded. And yeah, it's, it's a honeymoon right now. But one of my buddies made the point that the, the difference with the Patriots is, you know, these these guys, these divas, you know, whatever they can they can come in. If they try to big time Belichick or Brady or the Patriots organization, they'll just show you the door. Like they don't they don't care how good you are. They don't care that you're Antonio Brown catching over 100 balls a year the last seven years or whatever. You know, if you're going to try and play that act on them. You know, you go ahead. You can get out of here. They'll be all right with that. I also, I'm, I'm with you, Jared. I like the watch look. I thought that was cool by OBJ. Uh, Rafa Nadal did the same thing in the U.S. Open Championship. He was wearing the same brand of watch, but 
His was like eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh my so, god! You know, I, 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 I think it's a cool look. That's <laughs> unreal. You know, Wait, well, uh, well, not sorry to cut you off, but I was just curious. So we never really, I never really got. I think we did talk about the Antonio Brown helmet thing. But how did you feel as somebody who played back in the nineteen seventies or whenever you played? <laughs> like, how does it feel to know that he wanted to wear a helmet that, like, he he refused to wear a helmet that's up to today's standard because he wanted to wear. One that actually, I think that helmet that he had before then was like a 2005 type helmet. What hel- I guess basically my main question here is, what helmet did you wear, and did you have a bar down the middle? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't have a bar down the middle. Uh, I can't remember the brand that we had at Corona in those days, but uh, they definitely were not the safest helmets around. Let's put it that way. <laughs> leather? Were they leather? Well, they weren't leather, but they were hard plastic. <laughs> Yeah, but they did have face masks. I, I always wondered sometimes, and I'm not knocking anything, you know. I, but I always wondered sometimes how often our helmets got checked, you know, like safety regulations. And Never. Because <laughs> right? there were some some helmets that were getting passed out, you know, in the summer before the season started. That I was like, man, it looks like this thing's about to fall apart the first time someone cracks a head. I don't know if you guys ever wore that. We we had this. I know you guys didn't wear these helmets. We were in eighth grade. We had these big, giant, egghead-looking type of helmets. I don't know where they got those from, but they were the nastiest-looking things ever. I mean, they definitely looked like uh, you were. If you took the face mask off and just wore the helmet, you'd definitely look like an alien from outer space. <laughs> the thing I remember back in youth, we had a helmet, and this is probably like Matt's varsity, like what he probably wore. It was the helmet where if you looked at the inside of it, like the padding, it had like a little red, little like webbing on the inside that you could take out and like pump up with air to make it fit your helmet. Yeah. And oh, yeah, that was a huge deal. Like when I, probably about my freshman, sophomore year, those helmets came out that you could pump up. That was, it was like the coolest thing to have your helmet on and your coach or whoever like pumping up your helmet. I don't know why. It was cool. <laughs> and I just remember guys on my team used to, like take those like pump up things out of the helmet and like when the coach was talking or something they would just put those <laughs> they would just put those on their head like a, like a hat and they just thought it was the funniest thing in the world oh, I guess it was pretty funny but how helmets have changed yes they have well before we move on I did have one question it kind of kind of slides into uh, entertainment tonight but it, since we're talking football uh, did you guys get to see the whole hard knocks and what did you think of this season I, before Jared chimes in I honestly didn't see one bad so some clips on Twitter, mm-hmm. but I didn't watch one episode. It, it it was a like there's no there's no such thing as a bad episode of Hard Knocks. Uh, it's kind of like how there's no such thing as a bad piece of pizza. But compared to the Cleveland Browns season from a year ago, it just wasn't even near as good of a as good of as television. It was it was, it was still must watch, but it just wasn't as good. Uh, if it wasn't for John Gruden, this it would have been almost unbearable. Oh, I will say I gr- that, though. He was basically the one shining star of this season. I agree with your assessment there 100%, Jared. I mean, it was it was the Gruden show, and it was uncensored Gruden, which was awesome. I would have chimed in for sure, or checked in, when if, if the season was still going with the whole Antonio Brown thing went oh. down, when him and Mayock were fighting and everything. Right. That was on Hard Knocks, that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been a good one to come back and say, hey, let's do one more episode. You know, and I also know one at one time you talked about this. Wouldn't it be cool if HBO somehow came up with the money and was able to broadcast one game a week, completely uncensored, with microphones picking up everything, how awesome would that be? I'd, I'd be a hundred percent in. I would, I would pay pay per view.
Get a 2019 Ranger with 0% financing for 60 months plus 500 in total cash. And now qualified competitive owners can get an additional 2,000 in Conquest cash. Folks in Michigan work hard every day. And to celebrate Labor Day, Peerless Mattress is making sure you get a great night's sleep with big savings on the area's largest selection of mattresses made by Michigan workers in our Michigan factory. Work hard, play hard, and sleep hard with 6 to 60 months interest-free. Peerless adjustables, hybrids, flippables, foam, and latex mattresses are made by Michigan workers from the finest materials available and built for lasting comfort and durability. Peerless Mattress, proudly helping generations work and sleep. Strong, durable, and engineered to save you money. Steel roofs are fast and easy to install for any motivated do-it-yourselfer. Come into Mid-Michigan Metal Sales and find the design that fits your style and your budget. We produce the highest quality metal roofing right here in Michigan. And because we're the factory, you can save up to 40% off retail. A premium product at the lowest price. Guaranteed. Ask your contractor for Mid-Michigan Metal and save. Mid-Michigan Metal Sales. Manufacturing quality steel roofing for the masses. Nothing compares to Flex Steel craftsmanship and comfort. And right now, all Flex Steel furniture is on sale at SCAF. Save on Flex Steel sofas, sectional, leather furniture. You can even save on special orders. For furniture that's beautiful and beyond comfortable. Come home to SCAF. Real-time traffic with Mallory Pearson. Weekday mornings on ABC 12 News. Do you see that? What are you doing? <laughs> Heroes emerged in the heart of the crisis. This is awesome. Jack Hanna's Wild Countdown is sponsored by Nationwide. Hi everybody, I'm Jack Hanna. Coming to you from my base camp here at the Columbus Zoo and welcome to Wild Countdown. Sometimes the littlest animals make the biggest impressions. I love the way that thing is chewing. It's the funniest I've ever seen. Look at that. Wow. They've evolved the most amazing adaptations. I never dreamed I'd be this close to a hummingbird in a million years. They're often incredibly cute. Oh, it's like a stuffed animal. This is like a stuffed animal. It's a penguin, all right. And totally charming. He's going backwards, see, Sue. Oh, oh look. <laughs> oh, I Sue. love that. Today, we've got six miniature marvels, plus my blooper of the week. <laughs> so stay tuned for my short list of little lovable creatures on today's Wild Countdown. He's going to fly in your mouth. The coolest thing I've ever done, I swear. We tried to leave our skin. Now you go to dinner, we didn't get to dinner. The lions were everywhere. Just like my life is devoted to the animal world, Nationwide is devoted to their members, protecting what's important at every stage of their lives. That's why Nationwide and I have been partners for over 30 years. Learn more about Nationwide at Nationwide.com. You know, elephants are famous for their massive size. You may not know there's a rare miniature version that only lives on an island in Southeast Asia. To find the endangered pygmy elephant, my wife Sue and I traveled to Malaysia on the island of Borneo. Since the elephants live in a dense tropical forest, our best chance of seeing one was on the river that runs through their habitat. 
Look at this, right around the corner. Can you believe this? Look at, oh, look at that. Cool. You know, it's fun to see them flapping their ears because of the heat. Yep. Watch how they grab the grass. See, they, they swing their trunk to rip it out of the ground. And then they get the dirt off. They see there? They pull it out. Watch. They get the dirt off. Look at this. These animals, I've told everybody, they're the most intelligent. Look at that. Oh, look at this, how he goes back in the water. He's going backwards, see, see? Oh, oh look. Go, go look at this. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see. love that. As we watched the playful pachyderms, we were joined by an elephant expert, a researcher named Farina Othman. Do you follow these elephants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have been following them for about one year now. Now, when you look at these elephants, is there a reason why they're small? Well, we think because they live in an island, and most of the um, animals on islands, sometimes they evolve to be small to uh, adapt with their habitat. So, how many elephants are left in Borneo? Uh, about 1,500 to 2,000, not more than that. Very endangered. Yeah, very, very endangered, yeah. What's the biggest threat? Uh, habitat degradation and habitat loss and forest deforestation, yeah. Farina was studying the elephants' movements, which were becoming more and more restricted by logging in oil palm plantations. It's hard work tracking the animals through thick jungle, so I'm proud to say that the Columbus Zoo bought the research team a satellite collar. If you can see there, there is one of our female. Her name is Botai. So with the collar, we can uh, easily de uh, detect them because we have satellite. First, we can oh, right. uh, uh, check for their home distribution, and then we can also detect them. Where are they today? So it is easy to find them. Using the data she's collected, Farina is able to predict where the elephants will migrate, which reduces conflicts with humans. This helps protect the local communities as well as the endangered elephants. But thank you so much no for saving my favorite animal. Thank you for funding my research. <laughs> They're blessed to have you. Uh, thank you sure. so much. Next up, the tiniest bird on earth, the itty bitty hummingbird. Some species are so small, they weigh less than a dime. Sue and I came to the cloud forest on the western slopes of the Andes to visit the hummingbird sanctuary. Our guide, Carlos, told us we'd see species that are only found in this part of the world. Sue, look oh, at this. Jack, look at them. They're everywhere. This are is they a... afraid of us? No, 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 right now. They're feeding on their flowers right now. How many different kinds do you have here? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's so well, here, here in Ecuador, we have 130 species. They don't hit your head, do they? Uh, they, they, they can hit you. This, this, is the, this is the only bird that can fight backwards and forwards, actually. And it what? can stop. You know, it's crazy, yeah. So like a helicopter. Covers. Like a helicopter. What are those two? They're not mating. But they're, they're not mating. Feet. Maybe they are kind of territorial right now because they are competing for their food. It was too fast to see with the naked eye. But when you view it in slow motion, you can see how the birds fight over feeding sites. So it's mostly nectar that they feed on. They need a lot of energy, and they take their energy from the nectar. Let's see if they, can, they come to feed. Here, that's This is amazing. This really is. I never dreamed I'd be this close to a hummingbird in a million years. It was fascinating to watch how the bird used its specialized beak. They have evolved their beak because the shape of the flower, usually the flower is very long, so they need to get their beak inside. And of course, they have a very long tongue. As the bird drinks the tasty nectar, it collects pollen on its head which it carries to the next flower, and this helps the plants reproduce. Many of the flowers that we find in this forest, they are pollinated by hummingbirds. 
And some flowers, as, as they have very long shape, they are specialized for the beak of some species of hummingbirds. So th those will be the only ones that will get uh, the pollen from that flower. But I still couldn't understand how the birds lapped up nectar through such a tiny little beak. I mean, look at our mouth, how big it is. Obviously, we got big tongues. I can't imagine. We can try. Nope. Nope. It's not but nectar for me. You need a longer beak, right? Yeah, of course. Watch it. Or a longer tongue. Eat that. Look. <laughs> it's going to fly in your mouth. This is the coolest thing I've ever done, I swear. <laughs> oh, there you go. Again, she likes your tongue. What did you drink before? Yeah, uh, Sue and I were so mesmerized by the tiny birds, we wanted to come back the next day. I want to thank you. That, that was worth the whole trip. Don't worry. That yeah. was worth the whole trip. Come back tomorrow. That was worth the whole trip to Ecuador. This is unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you so much. Coming up. Oh, look at that one there. Oh, oh my gosh. Plus the blooper of the week. Wow! <laughs> wild countdown. And now for these commercial messages. Make every day bloom with apples and cinnamon notes that ignite your mood. True fragrance. Crafted only by Glade. S.D. Johnson. Where's mom? Oh, oh, hey, sweetie.